get it however you can get it. Uh, is, are we are we ready to go? I think we're ready to go Yay. if we're done talking about Veronica's sex life. Probably. Again. Hi, okay. Mom. My mom <laughs> listens to this. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome in to Album Monder. What's going on? How are we doing? Well, we are recording a podcast for the masses. What? Wow, what? Yeah. Since when? This is a new thing that we're trying out. <laughs> it's, uh, how are you guys doing? You doing, doing well? well? Fantastic. Who's here today? Let's uh, go around the room. I'm Sam. I'm Veronica. Huh? I'm Dawn. <laughs> that was the noise was indicating <laughs> that I was pointing. <laughs> so, and my name is Lance. Yay. And today we are here for our friend Dawn and her album. Dawn, tell us a little bit about your album today. My album is. In case they didn't look to see the title Shit. of the episode <laughs> when they clicked on it. Yes, please tell us the name of it. I mean, they were just playing they Russian just, roulette. And they were, were like, so hey. excited yep. that there was a new album on it. They didn't even look. They're like, oh shit, I gotta click on it. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. So, this album is Foiled by Blue October. May I say, before we get into the album itself, I do appreciate the cover to this album. Do you? That is right there. What is the picture of uh, the cover for people who may not be looking? Uh, well, it's it's kind of bluish, surprisingly, and then it has this uh, ball of foil that has, a, it appears to have been cut, shaved, if you will. Is that right? What's that little thing? Is that like a flame that they put after their name up in the title? It's like I a little red. Think so. Like that might be like a thing. symbol of the band or a logo. Oh yeah, maybe. But yeah, that's. Uh, I remember seeing this on the shelves on CD. So. And you said that looks like a terrible album. I'm I, never going to listen to it. It didn't look like a terrible <laughs> album, but I remember. <laughs> listening to the songs on the radio. But this is going to be and interesting. you said those are terrible because songs. I, I I'm have, never going to buy that album. I have stories, <laughs> and we're going to get into it very, very quickly. Uh, can, can, can I, I'm sorry, can I just ask, but when we get started here, can I just ask, I'm curious what, uh, what led you to choose this album? Mm. Because I think we always, when we talk about albums, I think we usually kind of, tell why we chose it or at least get into that somewhat so yeah why did you uh decide to pick this album i decided to pick this album because blue october is one of my favorite bands admittedly i have not kept up with their a lot of their more recent albums but it appears that they've done a lot yes they have um they've been around for a long time but they really only got real actual airplay once uh, Foiled came out in 2006. Um, Isn't that crazy how that happens with some bands? Mm -hmm. And then and then on that album, they had two right. that made it big. Correct. So um, I had known about them from their um, pre... Not immediate previous, but I think two albums before this, they had a, an album called History for Sale, and they had a single on the radio called Calling You. And that was the first time that my husband and I had ever heard them on the radio. And we loved that song and went out and bought the album and just loved the album. And so we were all about Blue October for a while. We got to see them here. Uh, it, 
in Ames, not here, here, but in Ames, very close by. In Lance's basement. <laughs> it was um, a very intimate it was, it was a very intimate concert. Um, but uh, back when they were uh, doing a tour promoting the Foiled album, uh, we got to see them in Ames at a, a very small bar called People's that a lot of our Ames listeners probably would remember. Yeah. And it was a, an intimate venue. So we got to see them in a you know with not a whole lot of people and it was just awesome that's cool so we got to hear pretty much this entire album live cool and it was we were just blown away it was before that i think before the album was released oh wow so i feel like do i know this song probably let's listen so this is calling you yes Oh yeah. If you're sleeping or you're dreaming. If you're dreaming or you're dreaming of me. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. I did I did not recognize the beginning of it. Oh yeah. Can I can I play another calling you for you? Uh, sure. <laughs> because I'm, cu- I'm curious. Instantly. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh for those of you who don't know. Don and I both have a mutual love for the band Aqua and this album Aquarium. And this is the, when I hear calling you, this is what I think of. This is what you think of, of course. (laughs) Why wouldn't you? Anyway, you're welcome. Anyway, yes, thank you. So, um, so yeah, when Foiled came out, we, of course, bought the album and just loved the shit out of it. So this, between History for Sale and Foiled, um, I have to think that Foiled is my favorite Blue October album. Yeah. So I just decided to pick it for my first album monitor because I love it so much and I wanted to share it with my friends and see what they thought. Awesome. And you'll find out. After right. this break. <laughs> <laughs> right after this. The question dedication. Yeah. <laughs> also, Lance and I wrote a song. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Uh, nobody knows what we're talking about. <laughs> anyway. Insert timeout uh, commercial here. <laughs> right. We recorded a commercial. It's a thing. Uh, Sam does a killer Casey Kasem, and uh, we got him on the actual radio doing it. It's pretty great. Uh, anyway, would anyone in this room be interested to know what might have been on the radio in 2006? Oh, I do have to jump in here and apologize because yeah. I had totally forgotten that we had recently done an album <laughs> from 2006. Mm. When we did Stadium Arcadium. That, yeah, that's, that's right. That was 2006. Huh. Yeah, that's something I was going to bring up because I was like, so if we go through the 2006 hits, are we going to play the same some of the same ones that we did? <laughs> no. Okay, good. I challenge well, you to find other did you, songs. Did you do some research well, on this? I figured we could take those songs and just kind of move along if we must. Yeah. Nice. To some other songs uh-huh. like Move Along. Was this the All American Rejects' biggest album? You think because they had they had big hits before this album, right? 
I'm not this, familiar with their knows? albums. Oh. I just know a few okay. of their songs. Yeah, I know. I feel like I know the hits. But then this one had this one. And uh, wasn't this the same one that also had maybe it uh, maybe get give it hell or gives you hell oh, give, or whatever. Give, yeah. Give yeah. you hell. Maybe that one was on an album following this. I don't know. If only you, I had you know, Spotify I'm... in front of me. <laughs> here, here, let me, uh, let me help you out there, Lance. Sure. I appreciate that. Um, that was a different album. I think gives you hell was on the album called gives you hell. And then there well, was, that would that would make more sense. Wouldn't it? Dirty little secret was on the album. Move along. So I'm assuming dirty little secret and move along. were on the same album. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, no, I'm not going to play that. Uh, this one is for Veronica. She's thinking, does she know it? She still looks confused. <laughs> she does a little bit. What you gonna do with all that oh, okay. <laughs> this is my humps. The black eyed peas monkey business. It makes sense. <laughs> so far we have not repeated anything. Let's see. Oh, Sam. Sam, 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 Sam. This one is a dedication to you. Why have I not done this at karaoke? What is on Joey's head? You have a chance on Saturday. The fact that the ex uh, Mr. Avril Levine. Uh, that's what I was gonna say. The fact that this dude. Wait. Serious? Yeah, they they were together for a while. Really? Yeah, they did. They were producing an album, or he was producing one of her albums, and I think they fell for each other during the songwriting uh, period. So it happens all the time. Yeah. Like when Dawn was writing those songs, she's gonna debut next time. Next on time, an mm-hmm. album wonder. We fell in love. I yeah. want to find another song here. Oh, I didn't. Know. Busta Rhymes had an album that year. I didn't know that. Oh, 2006. Did we play this last time? I, you're going to have to I give can, us more. I, I can tell you because I, I made a list. Did you? I did. Did we play this? I don't think so. Well, this probably not. Yeah. This song came out on a 2005 album, which mm, might be but why it, we didn't. But the it. single would have been released. Apparently. See, this is where I have a problem. Apparently, with not only Sirius XM, but with Spotify. Yep. Because they list these tracks on the year that they're released as a single, not necessarily the year that the album came out. Right. But anyway, this is Madonna. Confessions on a Dance Floor. Killer album. Yeah. And uh, here's a peek. Sam's got killer dance moves over here, by the way. It's getting weird on this couch. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, 2006 uh, is not my year for music. I think it would have been less weird. You're not, you're not you digging been, these? If you had been dancing. No, a lot of these songs. <laughs> wow. Huh. Tell me when you know it. Right away. <laughs> it's not that hard. No, it's not. <laughs> I feel like maybe this. Really, Veronica? Nothing? I was Where not were around you in 2006. <laughs> I was double majoring with a child and three jobs. Fair. So. <laughs> you might have had a little bit going on. Anyway, that's the gorillas, or just gorillas, if you will, Demon Days. There you go. Uh, this album came out uh, foiled by Blue October. It came out on April 4th of 2006. Mm. Would you guys like to hear some other albums that came out in 2006? I know that I would. I, I can't yes. speak for... I know. I would love to know what was happening in music <laughs> in 2006. Well, Veronica's just catching up. I mean... Uh, I know we talked about this a couple episodes back, but um, how about this one? Big shocker, Stadium Arcadium by the Red Hot Chili Peppers what? came out in 2006. Wild. You know what? I have heard that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's Getting one. Bone in the state of Mississippi. So there's one. Was a uh, Lance, you'll like this one, The Open Door by Evan Essence. I. It's weird how you said it, but yes, I do <laughs> like that one. It can be two words. It's fine. By the Evan Essence of Evan. Yeah. That's my Evan Essence cover band. You can't steal that name. Um, uh, 3121 by Prince came out that year. Ooh. Um, a latter day Prince album. Yeah. I see what you did. Yeah. Uh, a Girl Like Me by Rihanna oh. came out in 2006. Uh, I don't know that album, but I assume it has a hit on it that I was aware of at yeah, some point. I think I was mostly into some stuff that came out before that. But uh, yeah, it was a big album because I know it had songs that played on the radio. Uh, also from Under the Cork Tree by Fall Out Boy. Oh, yeah. That or, was their big one, right? Or Fall Out Boy. Yeah. Um, it had... Uh, you know, Sugar, We're Going Down, Dance, Dance. Yeah. Those, those songs. Should we sing it? Uh, dance, Dance. Dance, Dance. I was going to say, like, if uh, the Sugar, Sugar, We're Going Down, yeah. that's a hard one to just jump into because yeah. I'm a bass. I tried to sing it once for karaoke, and I guess I did okay, but I was running out of steam by the yeah, end. Yeah, you can't. It's hard. Like, you don't. I, that's where I get pretty jealous of what a lot of the females out there can do when they're singing. Cause it seems like they can push the, the high notes a lot further, a lot longer. And if I start singing that song, doesn't matter if it's beginning of the night or end of the night, I'm probably not finishing it. Well, we always need to finish what we start. And so we're going to finish this episode. Wow. What the fuck uh, that? By <laughs> starting it right now. <laughs> Sort of. Don, do yes. you have the track list for Blue October's Foiled I in do. front of you? I do. I had notes around. Oh, there they are. They're on actual sticky notes. This is great. Don't mix them up. Okay, but before we get into it, I want you to know that you're amongst friends here. Okay. <laughs> so I'm, even, I'm very even though you, have, you might have some strong opinions <laughs> on on certain 
um, oh, said songs. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, my God. It's going to be fun. I, I'm stressing. <laughs> Don't stress. <laughs> Don't stress. All right. Take it away, Dawn. All right. This is the first track off of Foiled, and it is called You Make Me Smile. The sum kind of lie at the end when touching the edge of her skin. That was You Make Me Smile. Mm-hmm. I have would, a question. Yes. Yeah. Uh, where, where would one find the edge of your skin? Mm. It's right here. This is it. <laughs> this is it. I found it. <laughs> here? Yeah, that, that would be a good spot, know. too. It's a good spot. I don't know. It's a, that is a good question. All these visuals are really great for this audio format. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This, this one spot here that nobody can see. Yes. Lance, put your pants back on. I can't. Damn it. Um, anyway, this is probably... It, it's one of my top five favorite songs on the album. Oh, okay. So it's one that I really enjoy. There are very few songs on here that I... I mean, I enjoy all of them to an extent, but there are some that I like more than others. So, Blue October, or I guess the lead singer Justin Furstenfeld, um, is known for laying out all of his feelings, emotions, trauma, um, all of that stuff in his lyrics. And that is really what they're known for. And um, Justin is very open about his... Uh, struggles um, that he's had with mental illness, uh, bipolar disorder, um, uh, drug and alcohol addiction, and uh, he has just, for the entirety of their career, has just laid it all out in their lyrics. Mm. And so that's a lot of what you'll encounter um, on their albums. Uh, A lot of just very heartfelt, um, just... uh, really open heart-wrenching lyrics so (laughs) it's funny I never really thought about it until I went through song by song on in like re-listening to all the songs for this podcast realizing that most of the songs on this album either have to do with Justin's struggle with bipolar disorder or drug and alcohol addiction or their love songs (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) and and talking about a relationship that he was in or a past relationship or 
um, and, and the feelings that he had uh, in dealing with those relationships. So this one, what I gathered was, I mean, it, it's about being with someone that I feel like he admired for a long time, might have had a crush on. Um, he was quoted as saying, it's about meeting someone who can make them a better human being and then thinking, why would this person ever want to be with me? Mm. So that was. That's interesting. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that I didn't dive into the lyrics so much. I listened, you know, I listened to the songs mm-hmm. and I think that I personally paid more attention to the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I uh, myself and, and I do that with most albums, most music. I pay attention to the music first, and then I delve into the lyrics later. Yeah, this was the first time that I really dove into the meanings behind the songs. Yeah, and looked up what other people interpret. Blue couch. You and I wrote the same thing. I looked at your notes, <laughs> so you should say it. <laughs> You're looking at my notes. Uh-huh. <laughs> looking at your notes. So. There's this whisper at the <laughs> Three beginning. Three people will get that. There's this whisper at the beginning, and I was kind of like, I don't know. What's I, it say? I don't know. I think it's, he. There's some echoey, kind of light. It? Yeah, at the it's end just kind of yeah. It's when just touching like the edge a, of her skin. Yeah, it's just like an echoey thing, and I think it. I don't know. I did it creepy out a little bit. Yeah, I was like, you know, I could I could have done without that. Uh, it's it has not just the song. But a few, maybe more than a few songs on this album, I thought to myself, first of all, I was listening through my Sono speaker downstairs and I was like, what? Shout out Sono. Shout, shout out, uh, not a sponsor. Um, but wow. uh, if you want to be, go Throw for it. Throwback. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, what is this going to sound like? when we put on headphones mm-hmm. because I, I didn't know what some of the songs, the dy- dynamic between uh, you know, there, there, it's like layered voices and everything. And I, I didn't know what I thought about that, but, um, this particular song, I, I like the music. I think that it was a good song for the beginning of the album. I don't know how I feel about his voice. Okay. And I'm undecided and I feel like it's almost, I'm going to fast forward a minute here to get to the singles on the album because those are ones that I know. Mm -hmm. And when they were on the radio, (laughs) I did not like them at all. And, and I think that it boiled down to his voice, but in doing, in doing this and doing this episode, I tried to move past the voice. So Mm -hmm. that's why I was paying attention to the music and I really enjoyed the music but I can't, for some reason, there's something about, it, Justin, yes. is that his name? Yep. There's something about his voice, and I can't pinpoint what it is that I don't like. Because I know that sometimes he gets, like, sing-shouty. Mm-hmm. And I can't say that it's that that I don't like, because I like it when, like, art from Everclear does it. And I like it when other artists do it. So, so I'm not sure if it's the double-layered thing. I think that might be part of it. Because I know that that's yeah. something, and I don't know if he does it on every single album. And there, um, I, and I did notice there's one song in particular, maybe two, I can't remember. Uh, we'll get to it. That he didn't do it mm-hmm. so much, and I appreciated his voice so much more. And it sounded like he was doing more singing mm-hmm. when he didn't do it. 
So it like I'm just curious why he made that choice to do that for the vocal because I assume that it's all him and not any of the other band members. Right. So it's interesting. I listened to oh oh my favorite song off of History for Sale, which was um, a Quiet Mind. And I listened to that on my brand new headphones at mm. home <laughs> um, because I was so impressed with how this album sounded with my with my new headphones because I was hearing things that I had never heard yeah. before. So I listened to a few songs off of History for Sale as well and noticed I was able to pick out at that point that the backup vocals on A Quiet Mind were not Justin. Oh, so that's cool that you can like hear the difference. Mm-hmm. I like I said, I was really liking the music and I think it must have been like this is what I was getting to earlier is that when I got to the hits, when I got to spoiler uh, hate me and um, and uh, into, the into, ocean. In, into the ocean, I found myself liking them <laughs> <laughs> because I think it was like exposure therapy. You know, be, mm-hmm. just because I knew them. Mm-hmm. Does he call somebody a puppy in this fucking song? Um, let me read this to you. Sweet. Uh, catching your eye, you know, that eye that slaps you in your face calls you a puppy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love it. That eye, mm. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that I listened to this album more than once. Because I think yeah. if I had listened to it one time through, mm-hmm. I would have gone, all right. That happened and never listened to it again. Okay. The first two tracks, the first time I listened to it, I went, oh, what am I getting into? But the second time, I actually really liked them. Good. So I'm glad, I'm glad we did this for this. Yay. <laughs> this one, I actually really enjoyed the whispers at the beginning. It was creepy. And it's, it's almost that time of year to be creeped well, out by music. Fair it's, enough. So, That's I mean, fair. yeah, he, his voice is very unique. And I, I, again, I don't know if it's because of the doubling that they do on a lot of their stuff, but um, he does have a very unique voice. He has a very unique look, a unique um, way of singing, performing, and I don't know. There's just something about it that I've always enjoyed. Um, so um, that's just me, though. And I, yeah. um, I will say it up front. I can tell that we're all going to have different opinions on this, and I, I appreciate <laughs> that because... That's what music is. It's oh, for it's sure, yeah. Art for us to interpret how we interpret it, and we're all going to have different opinions, and that's cool. So I will say up front that I appreciate all of you listening to this album and giving it a chance. I can tell you that some of it wasn't what I was expecting. Yeah, he hasn't um, kept his uh, his lyrics or his songs. Uh, to one style or or one subject matter. Yeah. Um, he it really is a personal journey for him, and as he has gone, you know, up and down in his in his personal struggles, you know, his songs have reflected that, and so he has gone from like the depths of despair and trauma, depression, mm. addiction, and he has come out of it and so like there's been an evolution of their music over the years from most of the songs are about dealing with depression and addiction to he has come out of them now and now their songs are more focused on 
appreciating life, appreciating oh, family. Okay. And so um, in reading a lot of the, the fans' um, uh, opinions on the internet uh, about the band, most true fans will have stuck with them and appreciate mm-hmm. the range of their songs. There are some people out there who really only appreciated Blue October for what they were when Justin was in the depths of his his depression. Um, and Like they felt that it was like harder and more legit or something yeah, well, like that? They, like he got happy and then they, he sold out? Uh, a little bit. I think they related more. They were able to mm. relate more to the songs that he wrote when he was really down. Um, oh. And they, they used those songs as ways of dealing with um, their own mental illness or trauma or whatever they were going through in their own lives. And so now that they're not necessarily writing those types of songs anymore, some of those fans have kind of moved on, I yeah. guess. Maybe those fans need to heal too. Maybe. <laughs> so that they can appreciate it. Maybe. <laughs> what is track number two? Track number two is She's My Ride Home. that was another kind of love song ish she's my ride home yeah it was i mean (laughs) i see that smile on your face (laughs) it honestly the first thing that i thought of was the lover's skit from snl you remember that no okay so there's one there's one with christopher walken where he's in the tub with Will Ferrell and Sherry O'Terry. And I can't remember the other person that was in the hot tub, but he's like talking in this way. But then she leaves. I think it might have been. Um, uh, oh, man. Was what's it Molly her? Sh- Shannon? No, it wasn't. It was. Um, uh, she ended up. She was Alphaba uh, in Wicked at one point. Oh, on a gas tire. And I think she like. I think it was her. And she like bails because she can't stand like being in that hot tub. And <laughs> Christopher Walken's like, for I must go because she is my ride. 
and that's it oh, has nothing has nothing sketch. to do with the song. That's awesome. But, now I have to go look that up. <laughs> um, you will not be disappointed. But I liked uh, I liked the it was like a zen feeling mm-hmm. to this song, and yep. it felt like if it was if it was instrumental, it's something that you would almost like hear. You know, kind of in the background, if you were getting a massage or something like mm-hmm. that, it was it was a very soothing sound to it. It the, was cool. The echoey guitars at the beginning were really cool. Yeah. I really liked that. Yep. yep. That's one of the cool things about this song. Yeah, I, in diving into the, trying to find the meanings behind the songs, um, I, I got the feeling this one was about like maybe a forbidden relationship or some people were interpreting it as like an actual physical escape as like... They were actual serial killers actually killing people and hiding bodies on the ride mm. home. <laughs> like a Bonnie and Clyde. Well, yeah, type. because they talk about killing their partners, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, so I was interpreting that so many different ways. I, I thought about it like, oh, well, maybe they're with other people and they want to be with each other. Exactly. So they're like, yeah, they're going to kill their partners. And then bury him on the way home. Yep. I'm like, okay, fine. Yep. <laughs> That's what we're doing now. That seems a bit extreme. It was, it was two, a little, 2006. Little it was a different time. Yeah, it was different. Wait. <laughs> it was a different time. It's more acceptable to do those things. Then. I was going to comment on how much I like the imagery in this one, but now mm. I have some notes. <laughs> right. You're, you're rethinking that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They're, that's another thing I love about this band is the, the imagery that they... Um, that they are able to conjure up with with their lyrics. Yeah, he starts getting pretty uh pretty growly or screamy there at the end too with the the <laughs> we won part. Yeah, I suppose. And it's he, it's not the only time he gets growly and no, screamy no, no, on the no, album. No, no, not at all. And it's odd to me that they go from like playing something that I think kind of has this sort of chill vibe and mood and then all of a sudden, he's just like, "We won!" You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so uh, it seems like the dynamic there is like it's like it's like a switch. You know, it's really easy for mm-hmm. them to just go into that. And I don't know if that's just what they want to do or if it's necessary. But hey, I, think, I didn't write the songs. No, so. I think right. that's just them. I yeah. think that's just kind of their style and they're, you know, like yeah. I said, they're kind of all over the place. They don't keep to one totally. particular style. That when, when we first talked about this off air, uh, obviously when we first talked about this album, you asked me if I'd listened to it and I said, yes, I said, this band seems really hard, at least on this album without knowing about their other ones mm. on this album, they seem really hard to pigeonhole into a particular genre yep. because mm-hmm. as we go on throughout this album, we're going to see where they're just like, you know, sometimes it's in this spot and sometimes it sounds like something else. Um, and uh, anyway, that's going to reveal itself as we go. But yeah. So, OK. Any other thoughts on She's My Ride Home? Let's, no. Let's move on. To this well, we, well, hold on. Oh, we wow. can't move on yet oh, okay. no? because I pulled up the skit. I was. I was. We don't have to watch the full thing, but anyway. Hey, you were right. Listening. Yes, and once again, our bodies sluggish with goat meat. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 Do you think there's any way we could save this one till after dinner? <laughs> no. <laughs> that evening, Virginia and I made love so powerful 
Methinks I heard the god Zeus chuckling from on high. And I was there, too. <laughs> Do you mean... Bingo. We did a three-way. Now, mind you, Catherine, this was a long time ago. Yes, yes. This was a year and a half ago. <laughs> Gross. So that's why when I always think of the yes. night I entertained not one, but... Two lovers, yeah. whenever I eat moussaka. All right, okay, Walter. Walter, I want to go home. What lover? We only just arrived. Perhaps our talk of lovers has made Catherine yearn for more shinshi shinshi. And I cannot believe you told them that. My lover has a fiery soul. Mm. I'd best chase her, for she is my ride. <laughs> Good night, dear friends. Uh, sorry. Um, I'm never going to be able to hear that song <laughs> the same way again now. I don't even so. know why. Like, it's just such a... For some reason, that skit has stuck with me so much that when I read the word, she is my ride, it, like, takes me back to that. And I... But, so that wasn't the one where they were in the hot tub. That was my bad. But you're uh, thinking anyway. of the one with Jimmy Fallon. Uh, yes, yeah, that's where he right. Keeps breaking. Oh wait, that's every Jimmy Fallon. Thing. But <laughs> yes, he's uh, yeah, he was he's hired as a writer. <laughs> yeah. But I was right on on a gast You were good. So job. Yeah. anyway, um, sorry. <laughs> For she fine. is my bride. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, let's go uh, to track number three. Track number three is Into the Ocean. I'm just a normal boy that sank when I fell overboard My ship would leave the country, but I'd rather swim ashore Without a life this I'd be stuck again Wish I was much more masculine Maybe then I could learn to swim like 18 miles away Now floating up and down, I spin colliding into sound Like whales beneath me diving down I'm sinking to the bottom of my everything that freaks me out Lighthouse gleam has just run out I'm cold as cold as cold can be Be I wanna swim away but don't know how Sometimes it feels just like I'm falling in the ocean Let the waves up take me down Let the hurricane set in motion Yeah, let the rain of what I feel right now come This was one of the singles released off the album. Um, got pretty good radio airplay. I'll say it did. Yeah, um, so much that Lance got sick of it. Can I can I tell you a story? Because sure. that's what I do. Sure. I drove down with my brother and my friend Mike Davis to see Huey Lewis and the News in Florida at Universal Studios. And so it would have been this year, 2007 or whatever. Like it had a and this song had been out. And admittedly, I hated it. Like, I hated like I hated it so much, I would not only change the station, sometimes just turn off the radio entirely when it would show up in my Nissan Altima at the time. And uh, i go see the concert. It was an amazing concert. Huey Lewis, mid-2000s, it was fantastic. We had a great time. Show ends. Everybody's on a super like big high. They start playing music after the show. It was this song <laughs> right away as the concert ended, and I was and like, you're like, "What fuck. the fuck is this? <laughs> Did they pick this song? 
it was oh it, it was like of all and my friend Mike knew that I hated it. and I knew that you had strong feelings about this song and I was hoping that by listening to the rest of the albums or yeah. rest of the songs on the album that maybe you would mm, warm up to them a little bit John I have to tell you I have warmed up to this song Really? I have. Really? I I can appreciate this song now. And it's not just because of this. But granted, I haven't gone back to listen to it, you know, unless it shows up like on a playlist. But it doesn't bother me anymore. Well, and that's like I I wrote this down and I know I mentioned it earlier. And I'm like, it's seriously like exposure therapy. Yeah. And but I this song doesn't bother me anymore. And and I it's, it's probably the same way I feel about like. Mambo number five or oh, Live in yeah. La Vida Loca. Like yeah. you when those songs were out, they were played all the freaking time. Yep. And you just got so sick of them. But now yeah. you know, twenty, twenty-five years later, you hear them on the radio and you're like, Oh, it takes me back to that time mm-hmm. and you just you feel that sense of nostalgia and it's like, Okay, I like it's a good song. I like this song. Mm-hmm. It's catchy. No wonder it it took off. I, so. I think one of the things that I like about it more than the other tracks on the album, a majority of them anyway, is that I like the pacing of it. Mm-hmm. I think it seems like it's a little bit more upbeat. Mm-hmm. And I know it does have the layered voices, but not as much as some of the other ones. Right. And it's kind of like dialed back a little bit. And even though he gets a little he gets a little shouty in there, it's not. It's not too much yeah. for I me. Thought, I thought it was cool that the layered voices were pretty much even in volume and everything. So you can't really tell which is the lead part. Mm-hmm. Right. Especially in, at the beginning. Yeah, because in some other songs, it's really distinct where you mm-hmm. can tell that he's doing like the the harmony along with the, the melody or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. Like you can yeah. really tell that he's, yeah, separating the two. Now, admittedly, I still don't really know what the song's about. So, um, oh, does Veronica have... Yeah, well, I she just, knows everything. <laughs> I know all. Okay. No, um, I loved um, the imagery in this um, and the comparisons of what I thought he was comparing the ocean to his anxiety mm-hmm. and just the waves crashing and him kind of trying to fight and not wanting to anymore. Mm-hmm. It was really devastating and beautiful. Yep. So, again, take what you read on the internet with a grain of salt but mm. supposedly this was written while he was on a cruise looking over the bow of a ship and the oh. the words came to him um so he was looking out and he said into the ocean end it all well i mean to be okay. f- <laughs> to be fair he there are many i'm assuming there are many times in his life when he contemplated committing suicide yeah um he's written songs about it there's actually right. a I would highly recommend if anyone is interested, there is a song on their album. I believe it's the called the answers and the song is called black orchid. Um, it's a very tragic song about his, um, his struggles with wanting to commit suicide. And it's a beautiful song and just so sad and just, uh, rips at my heart. Anyway, moving on. Um, so again, many different interpretations about into the ocean, but um, it seems like the song is about someone that the person in the song jumped off a ship, but before he hit the water, he thought about everyone he was leaving behind. He, and he suddenly regretted his decision 
to jump, but couldn't do anything about it because it was too late. Mm. So it's kind of, it's interesting. Well, that's the thing, right? It's people say that like when you hear from people that have attempted suicide, Mm. like bridge jumpers or something like that, Mm -hmm. that. And if they live through the experience, then yeah. I mean, I'm undoubtedly not everybody, but you know, that's something that's like, well, what do you, what do I do now? Right. It's, it's too late. And, and, you know, you may not be thinking about it at the time because of the personal struggles that you're going through, but you don't realize how many people you're leaving behind that care about you. Do you find that you identify and appreciate these, or I guess identify with and appreciate these songs because of your own personal stuff? Or do you just like, do you just understand what he's going through. I can't, I can't say that I understand his struggles with bipolar disorder Mm. or drug addiction or alcohol addiction. Right. Right. Um, but like the anxiety, yeah, I do. I, I have suffered from anxiety and depression, so I can relate in those ways. As we are talking about this, it makes me want to listen and pay attention more to the words mm-hmm. and the lyrics because it, admittedly I, you know, I had stuff going on. So the times that I listened to this, it was just, it was just on. And mm-hmm. that's what I was paying attention to while I was doing it. And I was just kind of making notes as I went, but knowing the subject matter, it makes me appreciate it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of music out there, like every song is about something mm-hmm. sort of, <laughs> but you know, it, when it's something, I guess, a little bit deeper, I I can appreciate that. It's just now what it is, is a battle within me to like his voice more <laughs> when he sings. <laughs> so that's what I've got to do. <laughs> if you can get but, past it. I, but, yeah, I would but, suggest- but, but I appreciate that. And the fact, like you said, he kind of just puts everything out there. Yep. Sam, do you have any thoughts? I thought the the one thing, uh, certainly not as uh, a, a higher level uh, or with the depth of emotion uh, and uh, feeling that you guys are talking about, but this the one thing that I kind of noticed on this song is that it sounded to me like he sounded like he was British, and, oh. and I was kind of ah. like he sounded super British on this uh, uh, on this song and then I started I was really paying attention a lot to his voice and I was kind of paying attention to the lyrics but I didn't look them up I, I do that a lot like when we you know do these albums and stuff I do look at some of the lyrics and stuff I didn't do that this time but I was paying attention to some of the words that popped out like I said when he called somebody a puppy a couple songs ago <laughs> um, uh, but but uh, this one, yeah, I was just like, isn't this guy from Texas? But he kind of sounds like he's British on this song to me. And I didn't know if that was just like a thing he did to his voice. So I had to go and like seek out interviews with him because I'm like, I need to hear him talk. Mm. So I know what he sounds like when he's speaking, because, you know, some people. They they sound one way when they talk, and then when they're singing, they sound completely yeah. different. And you're like, why is that a thing? Like, yeah, because, are, are they affecting their voice that way on purpose? Well, and a lot of time, British people when they sing, they lose any semblance mm-hmm. of accent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like Johnny Rotten. Like, fucking, who knew he was British? Right? No, I'm just fucking around. Obviously, <laughs> I, um, I have a thing. I have a Never thing Mind for books. this. Actually, okay. Uh, can I say that? Do you have a thing? Uh, well, I was gonna tell Sam something, but I can wait. Okay, because I have my thing is, let me see if where's the thing. 
Uh, five five things you didn't know about Blue October's frontman, oh. Justin Furstenfeld. Yes, and the first thing says Justin Justin admits to singing in a British accent on his first album, Holy The Answers. Shit, boss. I know, right? Really, and and he's embarrassed about it. And quote: For a while, I was that dramatic motherfucker. <laughs> Even my lyrics were so dramatic. Jesus Christ. And, and then it says, singing, tomorrow I'm going to find a way to die. What was I thinking? Yep. <laughs> That's what he said. He, so <laughs> He kind of, he now that he has come out of the depths of his, his depression, um, he kind of looks back on a lot of the songs that he's written, acknowledging oh that, that they have... You totally reminded me of that. I forgot. Acknowledging so that they I'm so glad you said that. Have, I'm like, am I nuts? Or does this guy sound British? I'm like, he's from Texas. Acknowledging right. that that a lot that his songs have helped numbers of people yeah. um, deal with their trauma Which and, is great. and their mental illness. Yeah. Um, he looks back on a lot of the stuff that he wrote in the past and is like, holy shit, this, who was I? You know, this, yeah. this person was just so... Well, well, I assume once you're out of that fog... Yeah. You know... You, I mean, you start to appreciate life for what it really is and, yeah. and you know, focus on things outside of yourself. Um, which, not to say that he was being selfish, but yeah. I mean, like you, you know, He's, like you said, when you're yeah. in... When you're in that mental state, that's all you can really yeah. concentrate on mm-hmm. is He's, on yourself. He said as much in in I, I listened to like maybe two or three interviews uh, of him on YouTube, and he said as much on YouTube in one of those one of those uh, interviews I was talking about. He he basically said, uh, you know, he was very selfish, and then he started thinking about things from other people's perspectives and point of view, especially the people that cared about him and were yep. supporting him and essentially keeping him alive. Yep. Uh, one of the interesting things is if you go and look at some of the comments that people make about how blue October or Justin's lyrics affected them or changed their life. And, um, you'll just read a bunch of comments about people that feel like they can totally associate and relate with the lyrical content Mm -hmm. and how this album was like monumental in helping them fix their life or just getting through tough times. So yeah. And is that uh, does that boil down to just basically people finding out that they're not alone? I think so. In their feelings, you so. are not alone. <laughs> Wrong. Think album. about it. Every Didn't night Michael Jackson and day? help oh, a, a bunch song. of people? I mean, probably right now, especially twelve-year-olds. Oh god. Oh wow. I have a fun fact about this. <laughs> what is your fun fact, Veronica? <laughs> about this song. Justin's British. <laughs> This song was featured on an episode of NCIS. (gasps) Ooh. But why? But why not? But why? It was featured on some other shows, too, but But, I've never seen them, so I didn't write them down. Well, then the the reason why I ask is, like, in what context? Oh, I don't know. I mean, people might... I mean, if you think about it, yes, the lyrics are... When you really... When you delve into the lyrics, yeah, they're they're potentially about suicide, but the song itself, just if on the surface is just happy kind of boppy pop song, right? Yeah. It's just weird for me that I kind of like that song now. Uh, well, get over it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, Sam. Yes. Don't hate me. Okay. Because, because I love you so much. Um, all right. Oh, um, but <laughs> it's about to go down. <laughs> it's Clean funny. That you, it's funny that you bring up the British aspect because Justin points out 
that one of his biggest musical influences is Peter Gabriel. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Um, and he also likes the Smiths. Yes. Yeah. He, he used to cry himself to sleep to the song Asleep by the Smiths, which is the song I want played at my funeral. <laughs> Noted. Great song. Put that in the books. Also, The Cure. You're not allowed to yeah. die. So. <laughs> well, it'll happen eventually. I'm old. Nope. <laughs> so um, when I listened to, okay, when so when you did the album monitor with the Peter Gabriel albums, yeah. so. Yes. And you were talking about some of Peter Gabriel's other music other songs yeah um some that i had never heard before i listened to intruder for the first time so the first time i heard that i was i thought to myself oh my god this sounds like a british justin firstenfeld Mm -hmm. and and i was wondering how you feel about that Uh, Intruder is the opening cut on Peter Gabriel's third album. Some people call it Melt because oh. his first four albums are all called Peter Gabriel. Um, that is one of my absolute favorite albums of all mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that album, his third album. Um, I don't know. I never thought about that, I guess. Now I'd have to go back and listen to Intruder and, and see. Um, that song is kind of famous for another reason, which I'll just throw out really quick because it's the first song where... Uh, Phil Collins played drums on that track oh. and he used his gated drum sound, which he ultimately used on the do, 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 on in the air tonight. Yep. That was the first time that they used that technology on a song. And so um, that's the other reason why it's kind of famous. Um, but anyway, Intruder. Yeah. Um, let's see. If I think about how it sounds. It- Lance, are you able to yeah. pull it up? We can yeah. pull it up. No, no, no. Play like, let's play Intruder. Sorry, I was I was in the zone listening to Sam. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just I just remember such going a beautiful voice. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Not nearly as beautiful as the Oh, did you know line? that Van Halen had a song called Intruder as well? Just saying. So I um, yeah. um can you right. play Informer instead of Intruder? Why are we here? <laughs> anyway. What are we talking about? <laughs> There's that drum. Yeah. There's a long intro. It yeah, is. A little, little bit. doesn't sound like Justin Furstenfeld. That sounds like Sam Barnes. <laughs> I know how to move quietly. I can hear it. Yeah, right? Well, yeah, and it gets a little higher later in the song. Like, it's coming up, I think. This song 
makes me really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. <laughs> I mean, so Justin was like a fan. Oh, yeah. Right? So this was I, one of his, so uh, Peter yeah. Gabriel was one of his biggest influences. So, I mean, yeah, if, if it's an influence of yours, that's where you're going to get, yep. you know, some of your mojo from. I'm just so saying. I, I get that. I mean, I, now that doesn't mean that he, you know, that a bigger Peter Gabriel fan like Sam over here would necessarily see the connection or hear sure. the connection in there. But for me, you know, I've, I've liked. Peter Gabriel for a long time, but I never really dove into his albums. Yep. I don't know this song. So listening to the vocals and hearing Justin, like I can hear what he was doing, like where he was going with it. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I, I don't think it's like, you know, I don't think that that's like a way off base, like comparison or anything. Mm -hmm. Certainly. Um, that's interesting that he liked Peter Gabriel. I didn't see that. So mm -hmm. that's that you could totally hear the British in that song though. Oh just, yeah. Just sure. now. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do I get back? I gotta get back. So, moving on. Gotta go back. I have to time. go back too. <laughs> oh, it's it's, it's SNL I know. <laughs> so the next song is "What If We Could." What if we could put our lives on holding me some? Side of the world, I would meet you. Would you meet me? <sighs> on a park bench, on a skyscraper, on a mountain. Oh, yeah, whatever it takes, I would meet you. Would you meet me? I'm glad to say. Just left. Yep. She doesn't like us anymore. <laughs> she was like, fuck this podcast. I'm out of here. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I do think that, that there is a turn at this point in the album, right? Like, this I feel like is the first song where I'm really getting. For, first of all, at the beginning of the song, he has the countdown thing where he's like, mm. Thought. And I'm like, okay, that's you. You like to do creepy things yeah. vocally at the beginning of songs. <laughs> I, I understand, uh, but also, but also, uh, it's this is the first time when I feel like they're kind of showing their maybe a little bit in one of the earlier songs. But this is one of the first songs where I feel like they're really kind of showing like their new metal like face, mm -hmm. you know. Um, where the the whatever influence they have from that particular style of music seems to be coming through, and it shows up a little more, I think, in some later songs, especially one specifically I can think of. But 
Uh, and so that is kind of shining through, which, you know, for me is like new metal is like a genre that's like maybe a half step up from country. So, Ooh, ouch. Yeah. So I'm, I don't, you Rough. know, I don't, yeah, I, I just don't, it's, it's, I just don't like it. It's kind of a turnoff, but, yeah. but I mean, um, you know, at least I feel like lyrically this guy is, um, you know, putting himself out there. And that is, as you said, kind of at the top, sort of the hallmark for this band. Sure. So, um, so at least there is, there is that, but yeah, musically, um, not something I'm really on board with. So I had, you know, I'm turning a page on the blue October book okay. and I'm, I like, I have a toe on the, on the blue October train before it takes off trying to figure out, you know, if I'm on board or not. I like that metaphor. And thank you. <laughs> and, but this one, this one got like. For some reason, I was getting like a mental image because I had never seen the guy before, uh-huh. uh, the lead singer Justin. And now I have because it's like on Spotify and I looked up stuff online. But first time listening to this, I was like, um, "Is this guy a grizzly biker dude?" <laughs> because that's <laughs> what, and I was picturing like a dude with a handlebar mustache. Oh God, and, no! And, and this one, and this one, I for some reason, like again, I didn't mind the music in it. But I, I did not like the the scream sing speech mm-hmm. thing in I, it. It was it was too much. But I get like I get where the emotions coming from now, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, but but still, this one was just a bit much. Yeah, for I me. will I will say that this is not one of my favorite songs mm. on the album. This one and the other really hard one that they do later on in the album are probably my two least favorite. That's not to say that they're not, in my opinion, you know, good. Uh, new metal, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> if that's yeah. if that's the genre that it is, uh, hard rockers or or whatever, because um, I think that I I think they're great at at running the gamut as far as oh styles. for sure yeah, um, but it's just not my favorite style that they do. Yeah, this I, one this one was hard. I'm gonna disagree with both of you. <gasps> this is the song where the first time through I went. All right, I can get into this. Really? Yeah. Ooh. I like this style. It's intriguing. It's a little mm-hmm. telling, isn't it? Yeah. What does that say? <laughs> I'm I can't wait to hear what you think about the other hard rock Starting song. Starting to wonder why we hang out with you for like <laughs> I've been wondering that for a long time. <laughs> I've been trying to get you guys away from me. <laughs> I keep showing up and you guys don't leave. It's weird. <laughs> so I don't, yeah, I don't, I, I, listening to the lyrics, it sounds like it's a relationship that can't be for whatever reason. Could it be from the same, the same relationship from the, the earlier song, uh, the She's My Ride Home, the same girl? Well, this guy is no Anthony Kiedis, so he can't. <laughs> Have been with that many girls from California. Hey, uh, I'm on number two of the things you didn't know about Justin. Uh, he claims to be the, I don't know why that's uh, italicized, the biggest Smiths fan of mm-hmm. all time. His favorite album is Louder Than Bombs. Mm-hmm. He's also a huge fan of the bands Idaho and Red House Painters. And this is a quote. I have all those Smiths albums on vinyl and they always bring me back in check. 
when I when I think I start writing more for radio, I stop and listen to those records and it puts me back in check and reminds me to chill the fuck out, end quote. But I assume he said, because Lord knows I don't want to be on the radio. So <laughs> I just added that part. <laughs> when I start writing for radio, you want to make money, Justin? I don't know. Well, I mean, I guess they do have a good following now. Oh, they do. So yeah. that's kind of cool. They're going out on tour or out on tour. They with are out Goo Goo on tour dolls, with Goo Goo right? Dolls, right? Nice. Yeah, when is that? Um, we are seeing them next Tuesday in nice. Cedar Rapids. So you are going on their Twitter and saying, "See you next Tuesday." Uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> you should. <laughs> I appreciate I that I smirk, want, Sam. No. I'm, I'm so glad that you brought up Twitter because okay, in my uh, research to learn more about the band, I went to Twitter. Why? Oh. Would you like to? Because it, it's great. <laughs> because you want to see what their fans say or yeah. their non-fans? Uh, I, 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 I wanted to know what people were saying on Twitter. Would you guys like to hear some comments I that absolutely people said about would. them on I Twitter? Have, this is like the segue of all segues. I'm a little frightened right now. because <laughs> No, don't worry. It's good. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, here we go. Matchbox 20, Green Day, All-American Rejects, Theory of a Dead Man, Hinder, Blue October, Lifehouse, Shinedown are all awesome and too bad if you think otherwise, you just don't have good taste. Mm. Blue October is bad joke writing music. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? I don't this guy's a comedian. <laughs> oh, Oh, and he and was so listening to them, the and he's like, "This is not good to listen I to." Get it. Oh. That, that is pretty funny, yeah. actually. <laughs> uh, okay, this one throws me off a little. Top five albums. This guy responds to someone's tweet of, "What are your top five albums?" Okay. And this guy says, "Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band" by the mm. Beatles. Okay, sure. Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. All right. A Hard Day's Night by the Beatles. The Black Parade by My Chemical Romance. Oh, it's getting darker. Mm. Um, uh, and Foiled by Blue October. This person doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> it's like, I, I want to, I got like my early 2000s like shit, and then I got my classic stuff. It's mm -hmm. just a very interesting mix, and I just got stacked against these classic albums. I'm like, that's interesting. Not that Foiled is not a classic album. Uh, you know, it's been a day when you find yourself listening to Blue October's Foiled album. Mm. Mm. I just yeah. revisited Blue October's Foiled. No wonder I was a wreck in high school. Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Doctor says the reason I'm depressed is because my mom put me into the 2006 Foiled album by Blue October. <laughs> Stumbled across Blue October's album Foiled for the first time in a decade, and I'm crying. Mm. Uh, go to albums when I need a good cry. Blue October's Foiled was on there. <laughs> Into the ocean and um, it all. And that's what I got. Those are some of the tweets that are shared. So I feel like that's a mix of, you know, people just, I don't know, sharing how they feel about it a lot of people really love it it seems like i mean mostly yeah. that's just love and i think people being like this is a song that puts me in this specific type of like oh, or the entire album yeah like, if well, i'm in a specific mood i go and listen to this album right mm -hmm. all right. Yeah, right so here's a question for the room and i feel mm -hmm. like i know the answer for you don mm -hmm. but who do you go to for i'm experiencing a lot of emotions right now what music do you play when you're feeling those feelings, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, when you're in a bout of de depression, 
or something like that. What are your what are your go to's? Do you guys have some? Yeah, I'm going to think because I was thinking of the question. So I wasn't actually (laughs) thinking of mine. So you guys go. We already did both of mine. Oh, we did. Weird Al. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's Stadium Arcadia. Wow. Is that what you Wait, meant? wait, wait. New kids on the block. <laughs> yes, you guys are so it's good. You know bring you, so bring well. you right back. Gin blossoms in Alanis. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah. Alanis is uh, under rug swept and uh, supposed would be good ones. I, I would imagine. After the concert now, I really want to listen to all the. Is it all the tiny forks or all the pretty forks? forks. Oh, pretty forks in the road. Pretty forks. Such pretty in forks the in the road. road. Yeah, yeah, I really want to listen to that now. Oh, now I'm gonna cry. <laughs> Already? <laughs> I have the feels. <laughs> what do you got, Sam? Oh, uh Elton John, um Tori Amos. Mm, oh, Tori Amos, yeah. yeah. Those are two probably, I guess, off the top of my head that I can think of. There's gotta yeah. be there's gotta be a but I Gin Blossoms is a good one. Uh, that's a that's a good one, especially like twenty nine, and uh, yeah, a few of the songs on that album. I I, I need to I'm, I'm gonna keep thinking because I've got another one. So I and if you think of another one, we can come back to it because that's kind of a theme with this album as well. So so the next one is another single off the album, and it has a long intro. So I don't know if you want to play the whole intro. or It's not. probably already playing. Oh. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> What's the song? It's Hate Me. I have to block out thoughts of you so I don't lose my head. They're crawling like a cockroach, leaving babies in my bed. Dropping little reels of tape to remind me that I'm alone. Playing movies in my head that make a porno feel like home. There's a burning in my pride and a nervous bleeding in my brain And ounce of peace is all I want for you Will you never call again? And will you never say that you loved me just to put it in my face? And will you never try to reach me? It is I that want to save me today So what I was able to find on this, um, in a promotional video, Furstenfeld said of this song, when you're in a low place, you don't really think about other people. And it's basically an apology to the people you've hurt in the past and giving them advice that maybe you're not the best person to be hanging out with. It's an apology to people I've hurt in the past and asking for forgiveness. Some of the issues I was going through. Um... Playback the um, magazine that he was giving an interview to. 
playback asked Furstenfeld if his mother minded being immortalized on the answering machine message at the beginning of the song. Oh, that's what that was. Mm -hmm. That was an actual voicemail left by his mom. And uh, his mother actually was in the video, too. Mm -hmm. Oh. The music video. Um, So I always interpreted this song as, as him apologizing to his mother for everything that he had put so, her through in, in taking care of him and raising him and having to deal with all of the trauma and, and tragedy that he was going through. Um, but it wasn't just an apology to her. It was an apology to basically everyone in his life. That was the, the interesting, interesting thing about that, um, that voicemail message in this interview. Um, uh, the singer replied, uh, that had to be done. I was at a point when I was recording that it was the worst of my worst. She hadn't heard from me in quite a while, and I got that message. I realized what I was doing to my family. I realized the selfishness in addiction. I hadn't talked to my mom in months. She was calling, and that's the exact message, and that's when it clicked in my mind. It's not just me anymore. These people love you. They raised you. Hmm. So this was the song that he wrote um, just as kind of a like an oh my god I'm so sorry for what I yeah. put you through okay which again you know it, yes apologize but don't apologize because you have no control over what you're feeling also this bitch but, just like brought you into this world you didn't ask for it <laughs> fuck you mom what am I right so? well yes but <laughs> <laughs> anyway but the, that aside <laughs> But I, I know, being a fuck up, man. <laughs> I know that this, I know that this song in particular, um, a lot of people uh, related to this song, and okay. just when this came out on the radio, they were just like, "Oh my god, I feel everything about this." Yeah. and um, like I, I have a friend uh, that I know through my brother who loves Blue October also, and he felt so strong about this song and his relationship, his horrible relationship with his mother. Mm. Um, he actually got a tattoo on his, I believe on his arm that said, hate me. Um, mm. So yeah, he's, he was affected by this song that much and, and is that big of a fan. So, um, so yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, no, I just, it just dawned on me. It's the uh, dawn. dawn. No, no, no. It's uh, automatic for the people. Yep. Is a very, uh, it's basically the, you know, there's songs that can relate to depression. And I, I mean, I've got a fucking tattoo on my arm and I couldn't even think about the album. Yep. So that, so that would be, that would be another one. Um, I'm going to switch gears on this song just for a second mm-hmm. and we can bounce back to like going more in depth to it. This song does get tried at karaoke. It really? has a 0% success rate oh, no. by I, people. But uh, but yeah. I feel it's uh, knowing the people that sing it, I I can understand that they probably have a connection sure. to it because I I've gotten to know these people. They're somewhat regulars. Not in there all the time, but but and I can I know that some of these people have been through things. And uh, so I get now like the the kind of passion behind because I didn't know what the song was about mm-hmm. before. I just knew of the song and I, I knew some of the words, mm-hmm. mostly the chorus and uh, had no idea that that was his mother at the beginning. So n- knowing that they might be kind of more invested in this band and in something that they would want to sing 
that's great that it brings them that comfort to do it, but uh, don't. <laughs> Because they can't sing it. Well, I mean, I guess it depends on what success is for a karaoke song. I suppose. I mean, come yes, on. correct, correct. You know, uh, hey, get up there and sing whatever the hell you want. It's fine, okay? Because the person before you, they probably didn't do well either. No, don't most of them, it. most of them don't. Isn't that what karaoke means? Fuck yes. Is that what it Shitty means? Singing, yes. Everybody knows. Listen, it. I don't, I don't I try to do shitty singing. I at least, you know, I feel like I offer I think a little. Tries. I offer a little something, something well, when I'm up there. Tries, More than just eye candy. Well. All right. <laughs> That's debatable, but uh, let's... Uh, so does anyone have any other oh, thoughts hate, on hate me. me? I mean, this is kind of the iconic song, really, from this album. Although Into the Ocean, I know, was on... Wasn't it on, like, a major soundtrack or something? Uh, um, It might have uh, Was been? it the American Wedding, maybe, soundtrack or it something like that? It was an like episode that? of oh, NCIS. Nice. Oh, was that it? I'm sorry for Of course, you. it was on in the background. Um, Sam just literally slapped Veronica. <laughs> <laughs> Normal. It's okay, well, I liked so, him. So I I think just a brief interruption to what you were saying, but I, I'm going to let you finish uh, Taylor Swift. But I feel like Sorry. Into the Ocean for people that live around here was on like a Star 102.5. Mm-hmm. But Hate Me would have been on like Laser because it was more of a rock song. Well, I don't know about that because I know um, Caress Carter. Yeah. Uh, the DJ uh, who may have been on 102.5. I think she's she, on she was. 93.3. She's on 93.3 now. Yeah. She um, she was a huge or is a huge Blue October fan. And I think she was the reason why. So she kind of helped get Calling You into rotation. Oh, um, back, okay. Back in the day. And so I think she was the reason why we heard it on the radio to begin with. And then she also... <laughs> Because she was such a big fan, she, I remember at one time she played another song off of History for Sale that wasn't a single. Ruh, row raggy. Right. I, I'm assuming, I don't know anything about radio, but I'm assuming that she could have gotten in trouble for doing Probably. that. But Depends back, on when back it was, in the day, maybe yeah. back then not as much. But, okay, this uh, would nowadays. this would have been like in two thousand three, two thousand four. Right, it might have been okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she played another song off the album that she was just like, "I love this band so much. You guys got to hear this song." And so that was what prompted my husband and I to to buy the album. Her was, playing that song was her playing the second song off the History oh, for Sale album. Cool. And we're like, oh my gosh, we like both these songs. Well, yeah. shoot, we should just go out and buy the album. So yeah, she was really kind of the catalyst that that I think introduced Blue October to to Iowa or Central Iowa. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I don't know how much radio airplay they would have gotten. Yeah. Hmm. I bet she's going to that show. I bet Caress Carter's going. Probably. I bet you'll see her. I could just call I her. I don't know what she looks like. All right. but, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. But I'll tell you what. Uh, when he says drive so fucking far away, um, I'm just like, yeah, man, throw that curse word in there. It sounds mm-hmm. it sounds good uh, in the lyric at the near the beginning of the song. Um, yeah, this guy is just this further example i mean of this guy just always like constantly wearing his heart on his sleeve and just being like i'm just gonna bear everything for you during these songs and uh does it make you uncomfortable no i well maybe a little bit yeah because yes because i think like there is emotional i think there's some emotional like stunting that has happened for me 
not no one did it to me. I think it's just my thing. Mm-hmm. So I think when someone is able to bear their soul that well, uh, or like that at least, uh, that's kudos to him. It's like it's like foreign to you. Well, mm-hmm. I, I guess I guess it's foreign, or it's just like I don't know if yeah, I don't I don't know if I'm ready to handle that. So, but uh, kudos to him because I mean he just does it repeatedly throughout well, this album. I so. guess he found a way to put it out there. Yeah. And to I I assume that he's at some point said that doing this is like therapeutic for him to to yeah to, you know to have these recording sessions to put this thing out there I mean it's you know what I mean that like it's it's official I've said this I've talked about this right. and it's and it's not even like uh, well and maybe it's maybe it's even helpful to him to hear that he's helping other people and i think that's what it is i think when it when they started out i think it was therapeutic for him yeah as time went on and as he was starting to heal um i i think he realized just in talking with fans he realized how many people he was helping yeah. and that was just a bonus you know not only was it therapeutic for him he realized how many people he was helping and that that it was therapeutic for them as well. And now he's, he just, he lives for just being able to, to put out his music and to have people love it yeah. know, like he does. And to be able to, you know, he feels like he's able to you know, contribute a little bit, I guess. Mm-hmm. What do you got V? I kind of hate this song. Do you? <laughs> um, it's in the title. I mean, like, yeah. Veronica doesn't know how to deal with her emotions, hey, ladies and gentlemen. No. So, she she can't handle it oh, when. If this is an apology, I feel like it's kind of a shitty apology. <laughs> well, okay, maybe apology was the wrong word. I think it's more of a self-loathing <laughs> yes. song. So I feel like in the lyrics, of like this hate song, me. <laughs> um, What's up now, mom? So I wrote I wrote down one of the lyrics because it reminded me of I think it was something in Gin Blossoms. Mm. where he is also talking about depression and he says, will you never say you love me just to put it in my face? Mm -hmm. Which is once again, just putting out there that you can say you love me, but I'm not going to believe it. Yep. I am a human piece of garbage. So you might as well just hate me and move on with your life. That's what I feel like the messages of the song from the other perspective. Um, I feel like the song is full of guilt, but it's also filled with, Project, projected emotion. Mm-hmm. So it's this is how you should feel about me mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I'm just garbage. Well, right. but he's expressing those feelings that he has felt, right? And like, 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 like he's not necessarily, I guess the way that I saw it is that, or the way that I heard it rather, is that this is kind of painting a picture of where he was at versus where he is now i i can see that yeah but (laughs) but but you don't like it being brought up in the way that it is yeah yeah basically it feels like it's not a sincere apology it's still a this is how i am no it's like i'm gonna still be a piece of shit so Mm. just deal with it well i think Mm. and again i think i might have used apology in the wrong it might not be an apology. I think it, it is it's, really. It's, a, oh, it's an it's an acknowledgement. It's, yes, yes, and yeah. it's yes. A, it is a, a very self loathing song. And I forgot to point out that a lot of these songs were written long before two thousand six, um, when 
Justin, I believe, was in the depths of his uh, struggles. Yeah, mm-hmm. he admits during the recording of this that he was not straight. He was he was oh. like he was still fucked up. Okay, yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> he may have been still feeling that at this time, or when he actually wrote the songs mm. years before they actually recorded them, he might have been feeling it at those times. I, um, I also read that this was originally written for an ex girlfriend, but then they reframed it. Oh, around his mom. Okay, and the that's, that's when they weird. brought in the um, the yeah. voicemail and then kind of reframed it as okay, more and of an apology or an acknowledgement to her. That's interesting because I always thought people were confused when I read like um, critic reviews saying that this song was about an, an ex girlfriend. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's about his mom. <laughs> mm. um, and basically telling her to just, you know, I hate myself. I'm a piece of shit. Just, just move on with your life. Forget mm-hmm. about me. Do something good for yourself. Don't worry about me. I'm not worth worrying about. But I feel like a lot of times when people say that, they don't mean it. And I don't. I, th- I don't think he meant it. Do you think, well, people might be saying it. They don't. They're not, but I don't know one. Some people, some people might be looking for attention in that regard, but I think other people really do believe that they're pieces of shit and they genuinely believe that they're not worth worrying about. I agree. I agree. But this guy made a song about it uh, with a major recording label. But so that, I, I don't know. That's, so you but think that's he's the, selling out? But that's well, what he had. Just saying. You know, I, just and saying. Not, not saying that the guy didn't, you know, sincerely feel this way. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying he knew he had a platform, right? He Well, okay, so he does admit that he wishes that he had <clears throat> not been in this state of mind when he was recording with Universal. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure he so did. So he wishes he could go back and do things a lot differently. Yeah, but can't do that. Well. Number three. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when this was written, but it said, uh, let's see here. It probably says at the top. So this was in, this was back from 2016. So, uh, Justin, um, at this point had been sober for four years. And when he met his wife, he was surprised that she had never heard of the band. They now, (laughs) (laughs) they now live in, do you know who I am? In Wimberley. Uh, with their two children, uh, daughter Sadie Bell and son Gunner. Interesting. Uh, I quote, I was married before to someone who didn't get me. My sobriety is my first priority. Second is my music. And she gets that. She also looks at me and tells me, calm your shit down and go pick up the poo-poo in the backyard. End quote. That was number three. Is she shitting in the backyard? <laughs> she go clean he up is. my poo poo. <laughs> hey, uh, you shit in the backyard. Apparently, we, we talk too much because we're not even halfway through this shit. Oh, we are Gosh. not. Damn it. Sorry. We'll we'll start burning. It's cool. Let's go to the next one. <laughs> All right. The next one is "Let It Go." Where do you go when the day is wrong? And where does your heart beat and who is wrong? Why do I feel this way? Why do I kneel? How could I let it go? Why do I feel? 
I'll show you the road. The snow glows white on the mountain tonight. <laughs> Had he known. <laughs> My first to be fair, he wrote it first, didn't he? No, wait, maybe he didn't. I don't know. No, Frozen was 2003. Was it? No. I think so. No, what? that was so long ago. That's not right. Maybe Isn't it? 2013, maybe? Uh, wait yeah. a minute. Yeah, I, I think 2003 was a that. long time that, ago. That was my note here, though. <laughs> not Frozen. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Two, okay, no, I'm sorry. I was off by 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it 2013? Was 2013. Dig. Yeah. That's a long time ago. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. I was so, like a different person back then. Um, so not one of my favorite songs. Um, I always thought that it was like, okay, we really slowed it down at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, I don't know. I never really paid attention to the lyrics or anything. But with my brand new handy dandy headphones, I was able to hear a hell of a lot more nice. to the music that I didn't even realize before. And mm-hmm. it was really exciting. <laughs> and as we established, uh, people couldn't hear this, but uh, Veronica was asking what instrument that yeah, was. Yeah, because she gave, was I, mandolin. Veronica was giving me a weird look as the song started. She's like, what is that instrument? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it's the mandolin. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. another cool thing about Blocktober is just the number of different instruments that they use. They have a um, somebody in the band who plays... Uh, the mandolin, the electric violin. Um, the it was really interesting to hear the mandolin p- played with like a classic violin sound. Mm-hmm. That is not something you hear all the time, right? So when I listened to this song for the first time on my uh, with my headphones last night, I was like writing down frantically all of the different instruments I could pick <laughs> out. So I wrote down mandolin, acoustic guitar, electric guitar, viololin, cello, harmonica. I think mm. toward the end of the song. I, I don't that. know. I, I'm not really sure what kind of instrument it was, but anyway, it was just, I just thought as much as I don't really care for this song in general, I thought it was really cool to hear all of the different instruments and how they figured uh, into the music. I'll say it again. Like they're, they're a band for ASMR lovers. Yeah. Mm. Like for real. Mm. It's uh it's a real thing. So any other thoughts on the not frozen let it go usually i write down lyrics um but this one was very repetitive mm-hmm. um but it also seemed really introspective which a lot of the previous songs were more like kind of that way but more excuse driven and this mm. felt more like really looking inside and dealing with some stuff mm-hmm. you're real you're real deep Veronica. i know well played That's what i do well played <laughs> Sweaty balls. Oh, yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's three SNL references for those of you keeping track. And, you know, I think it's like one of those songs that could be interpreted a lot of different ways or maybe different, you know, a few different ways, maybe at least. But I think that that's 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 where the power of this band is. Like mm-hmm. that's that's why people connect with them is because of these <laughs> the lyrical content, uh, this guy just kind of outpouring and basically like, you know, doing therapy or using his songwriting for therapy is something that people are connecting to in a way that, you know, he'll never even know about. Um, it, maybe it wasn't exactly what he was trying to say, but you know, I'm sure people are hearing this song and applying it in certain ways to their own life. Yep. And you know, the past is in the past, so let it go. (laughs) 
The cold never bothered me anyway. <laughs> if Adina, if Adina Menzel would have guessed it on this song, <laughs> and then perfect. later, I don't know. I don't know what she was doing then. Oh, what? she was probably still touring Rent. No, she was probably 2003. When was Rent done? She was doing If Then. Six. No. If oh wait, then no. Was 2006. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was probably Wicked. Oh. Oh yeah. True. Yeah. Or was Wicked 2009? Wicked. She was no. Wicked so was. She was like. Way Wicked more was 2003. So she was um, probably still doing. Nah, she wouldn't have done it for three years. Oh, she right? did it for long. Let's ask Dr. Google. Oh. I just, I don't think her voice could have handled it. 16 months. Oh, okay. Yeah, she would have been out. She could have, she could have been on this album. She wasn't doing shit. Am I right? I'm yep. looking that up too. She didn't, she didn't, <laughs> she didn't get her like big well, when, resurgence until. When was the Rent movie made? 2004. That's an excellent 2004, question. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't too far after. So no. maybe that's what she did after. Um, it looks yeah. like in 2006, Idina Menzel was in Wicked again, but she wow. was in London. Oh. oh. So I was right. Yeah. Well <laughs> played. Nice. Hey, what's the next track? The next track is Congratulations. Definitely my in my top three favorite songs. I would say the same thing on the album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that she compliments his voice very well. Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about Imogen Heap? There was another song that was that was hers that I I can't remember what it was, but there was a song of hers that I knew. Um, because I recognize the name, yeah. but I but I don't I don't remember what it was. Yes. If only I had a thing. <laughs> yeah, I've I've always recognized her name, but I I just never have thought to look up what her music is, and if I recognized any of it. Imogen is one of my favorite names. It is a cool name. I love it. Um, but yeah, I I have always just loved this song. Um, I I love just the sound of it. I love the sound of his voice and her voice. Um, the lyrics are just heartbreaking. Um, you kind of Whoop. wish that he wasn't such a dumbass and waited until her wedding day to tell her that she that he loved her. Mm. Um, but 
you know, whatever. <laughs> Some sometimes you just you got to do what you got to do. So this appears to be Imogen's most played song on Spotify, but I don't recognize this. Anybody? Nope. No. How about this one? Side question. Who did the voice on... Do we know who did the voice at the end of Into the Ocean? Yes. Neither of these songs are the ones I was thinking of. I think the only people that weren't credited were the ones that did the singing in Overweight, I believe. I I think it just kind of goes to my point from earlier when I was talking about how... Like, who is this band? Like, kind of, who are they? Uh, What type of band are they? And I I think that they're just who they are. Yeah. Uh, And that's kind of the interesting thing about them is that they're not a particular type of band or a band that is uh, one that you can say is this style of music because this is kind of a completely different song, I think, from, I don't know, probably anything we've heard before on the album, really. Yeah. Um, so does it, does it bother you that they're, that they don't have a particular style or that they're all over the place? No, it, it makes, I, I, I just kind of wonder like where it make it. The only thing about it is there's nothing wrong with it. It just, it makes me interested to know the philosophy behind, uh, what songs were chosen or what they were thinking about when they made the album that I'm just kind of curious to know, like where they were coming from. If they're just like, well, we just have all these different kinds of styles and we're just going to throw them all out there and see what goes. I, I mean, just the song like selection process or the songwriting process. I'd just be really curious to know like how they were, how they were going about it, or if it was just we have all these songs and we're going to make everything sound really unique. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just like curious about about that uh, that kind of stuff because I think a lot of the albums that we've listened to on this podcast, and probably a lot of the albums that we some of us listen to at least, probably all have a uh, sort of a, a there's like a through line. Like I think we all kind of feel like maybe there is some similarities, right? To to a lot of the songs that we're hearing, uh, or at least maybe, you know, they're not veering too far off the path, but I feel like this one is, um, is different. Yeah. I don't know. I enjoyed this one, which is why it's in my, I would say my top three Mm -hmm. of it. So I wrote down a lyric that I really liked and, um, it will make more, more sense after the next song. So the lyric is my words, they don't come out right, but I'll try to say I'm happy for you. Aww. That's so sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, we are up to overweight. Ever carried the weight of another For how long? I walk as far as they need to recover For how long? 
piece of who I was before So when I hit the wall, I really hit the wall I wanna tear away the death again A wider shade of fucking meth again I wanna stick to clues, I wanna come unglued I wanna shake the world to fit the way you move I should've listened for a dress size start on this one because I feel like this song is a second version of the previous encounter. Mm. I feel like it's another way that he could be having the conversation with the person in the previous song because of the oh. way he says, I'm here to tell you that I'm sorry I was sorry, but I'm happy that you're happy. And it's <laughs> interesting that you say that because people were... Had that exact same thought that the be- the beginning of this song is the apology to that person from the previous song, mm-hmm. and then other apologies subsequently, and that was <laughs> that was the note that I have on this song. I put overweight, aka apologies, mm. <laughs> exclamation point. <laughs> so basically, apology to the ex, apology to himself, apology to his friends. And then just basically the last verse is just apologies and just general, like, I apologize to, I want to, or not apologies, but this is how I want my life to be. I want to be able to do this and this. I want to be able to tell this person this. I want to be able to mm-hmm. tell my dad how I feel about him. I want to be able to, I I want to let my brother know that he's just been the person who's been there the entire, you know, my entire life. And I wouldn't be here if it weren't for him. So it's he's just laying everything out in this song like mm. I I am sorry and this is yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so well uh shifting gears context aside mm-hmm. to me this sounded like a slowed down bare naked lady song. Oh. Just oh, let you know. I can hear yeah, that. I could see that. <laughs> yeah. And Sam <laughs> I think it's interesting that I think some of the things that I really enjoy, or I should say, some of the things that you really hate about I hate's a strong word. Bl- okay, hate that you dislike about Blue October, yeah, and the way that they <laughs> sing things or do things, yeah, are some of the things that I love. Because yeah. I saw you laughing and shaking your head when he said, "Excuse me." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> At the, in the intro to the song <laughs> that was another one of those things like the whisper in the first track and then uh, let's see there was the countdown and, and, the oh and the count, that, the creepy yeah. countdown I was and, like, and I love that okay. stuff I think it, it adds a yeah. really interesting unusual quality to to Justin's yeah. voice and to their songs and I think all of those little unusual things are so cool I, th- I think when it comes to that stuff there's something for everyone mm-hmm. that they that they can can like or or dislike or whatever and when i think i'm i don't want to speak for sam but uh, for me when i hear that stuff i kind of feel like how i feel 
when I listen to, uh, it, it's no secret that I'm a Taylor Swift fan, but what? when I hear, but when I hear in songs like, uh, uh we're never getting back together mm-hmm. and like there's a bit ever. in there like where, ever. right. Where she just speaks. Oh, I'm, that's right. I, and, Sam and, doesn't and, like speaking right. in songs, but, but I'm just like, I didn't need that in this song. Like I but don't. But that's one of the best parts about that song. I'm sorry, I was but, really loud. But but, but <laughs> it, here's the thing: is that I don't, and I guess maybe it shouldn't matter. But I don't know if it was something like the, for that one in particular. There's no way that that wasn't planned for that song, and it just seems too intentional and not right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, can and, I ask then about Janet Jackson when she yells? Right. Minneapolis. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yes. <laughs> so, so, so <laughs> let me just let me just add a Go little ahead. color to this. One sure. thing I will say about this is that I think that if you like the artist, you are more prone to be acceptable of their yeah. little uh, moments of showing their personality mm-hmm. in a song uh, as opposed to just delivering the performance. So right. I, I think maybe if, because, you know, he really likes Taylor Swift, he's probably like, eh, you know, it's all right. Yeah, and I just, that's I just, what you just like, deal with yeah, it. Yeah, and, and for me. And you're okay yeah. with it. Right. And but I, I could still do without it. Yeah. Yeah. I, but but I think like for me it's like yeah when she says Minneapolis it's a shout out to Minneapolis because obviously they, that's where they recorded the album or whatever you know and I think probably for you it's like it's you you feel like you know this artist yep. because you you're you know you've listened to them so much and for me I I didn't know this band until you introduced them to me mm-hmm. so. I'm just kind of like it. Just seems a little too contrived, you know. There's and the I'll word. point yeah. out when we were listening to Intruder earlier. Yeah, Veronica and I were giving each other like side <laughs> eyes. Like, yeah. what is this music? While you were out there, you were over there like jamming. <laughs> <laughs> But that's but that's a totally different thing, right? Like that's uh, that's just that's just taste. That's like no 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 no, hold on no hold on. That is all right. Whoa! No 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 no. Now listen, I don't mean I don't mean. Okay, well, I can explain it or or no. I want you to. No, let's let the laughter. Let's let the laughter go. Let's let that go for another thirty seconds. I knew that's not what you meant. No, let's keep but. going. Let's just let the awkwardness kind of like sort of like explode and then settle, I, I wish settle you like little bits of like dust on the ground. It's like Avengers Endgame. more minutes. No. When I there say Spider-Man. When I say taste, I mean my taste right. as opposed to what yours right. is. Okay? Yeah. Good save. Because, no, it's, it's not a save at all because look, I'm going to tell you quite frankly, a song like Intruder, why would anyone like that song yeah. if you didn't like Peter Gabriel right. or if you didn't mm-hmm. like the drums? Right. Like, seriously. I mean, if you want to get into that and 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 you like it, great, cool. I mm-hmm. totally agree with you. I think it's a brilliant fucking song and it's creepy as hell and that album's great. Yeah. Look, that's just my taste. Mm-hmm. But um, you guys don't like it? Okay. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> fine. It's like we all have our different things. No. That's basically what we're talking about yep. here. And that's okay. exact that was my point was yes. that 
But I'm saying that this is a this is a specific thing that is a, it's a little bit different, right? This isn't drums happening in a song. Mm. This is not instrumentation. This is not I don't know. It's not even a vibe. It's just like someone being like maybe self-indulgent. You could argue that contrived. Yeah, that's that ar- was a good word. You could argue that maybe the vocal bit that he inserted in there yes it was intentional but maybe it was to add something to the song in a different way that an instrument couldn't maybe it was just a different type of instrument it reminds me well you should try something else it's oh, fucking great. What's track nine? Uh, I was just I was just going through like all of the different like speaking parts and songs, and it made me think of the girl is mine. And she told me she was I was her forever lover. You know, don't you remember? And it, like, there's just so many like things and songs that it's like in in hindsight looking back, you know, I'm just used to them now. And we, and it's like we don't need that in the song. We should do a B side. Of just, just speaking parts. Songs with speak, oh, but just the speaking parts in there's, songs. There's some egregious like Sam fucking might, errors. Like Shania Twain. Sam uh, is might probably dig his worst. eyes out. Yeah, well, no. after me, she told me she'd never love another. Yeah, it's okay. We could talk about it. Uh, I'm, I'm totally open to this. Uh, it's just, I'm open to it. It's just to me. It's like we talked about. It's it's. I mean, even right. like, Even Lance said he loves Taylor Swift, but he could do without that part. I just it I'm just, just it, it feels forced. Yeah. It's it's like like I know that me knowing kind of what not taking things at face value. I know what goes into you know. I I've never made a song. And it feels like it's for the people that that don't really get into it that much, and it just feels so forced. It, it not necessarily in this in this song in particular, but just the ones that I'm thinking of that are coming to mind. And I'm just like, it's so not real that it bothers me. And and not not saying that the singing and whatever is is not real. It's just that we're used to that. Like that's what a song is. It's singing. So when you put in these vocal parts that are just speaking or whispers or whatever. I'm just like, shut the fuck up. So anyway. But I will say that that part in that Taylor Swift song is the best part about that song. (laughs) (laughs) Which is not saying much. Wow. (laughs) Like ever. I I actually disagree. And I kind of like that Taylor Swift song. Mm. I mean, no. Okay. I, I will admit I do too, but. I, I love right. laughing at that point when she says like ever. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like fun. ever. Like ever. Well, when I hear that, I always think, is that like an actual conversation that was captured while she was in the studio? But within the no, context, the it seems... not good enough. Yeah, it seems... Not that, not that she's a good actor anyway, but yeah. I mean, I didn't watch Cats, so I don't know. She was a new girl. She was great in that. Was she? She played Taylor Swift. Oh, fair. No, wait, she didn't. There's a paradox because she didn't play Taylor Swift, but Taylor Swift exists in the universe. I feel like I watched all of New Girl, but I don't remember um, that. She was at Cece's first wedding. She ran away uh, with the groom. Okay. Well, there's your problem. <gasps> Drama. Uh, what's the next song? <laughs> That's a good question. The next song is... Wait a minute. Wait. I just wanted to say before we move on, actually... <laughs> Fuck that, you guys. No, 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 no. no. That despite the... <laughs> 
despite the fact that I, d- I didn't like the little, uh, you know, extra vocal spoken part that yeah. he put in there. I actually, actually liked kind of the point of this song of overweight. I thought lyrically it was pretty strong and I liked what he was conveying in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and probably it was kind of a standout for me on, on this entire album. Really? Uh, I, I don't know if it was my favorite song necessarily, but, yeah. but I, uh, I did kind of like this one. And quite frankly, I don't know that I would necessarily say that I would listen to a lot of the songs that we've heard up to this point, but this one I would probably listen to again. Awesome. Mm. I don't care what you guys say. Sam's a stand up dude. <laughs> Moving on. That's not true. <laughs> The next song is X Amount of Words. Relapse, prevent, trigger, intent, now drown. High strong, say X amount of words. Your solar bipolar panic disorder seems harder and harder and harder. Still you try to control it. You mold, you mold, yeah you shape to mold. Oh you bold, you bold, but you shape is bold. Your symptoms superficial to what they call knowing ya Minus the speed, could you imagine the phobia? Veronica's left again. I don't think she Dare likes she. us. Right? Yeah. Um, so I I really enjoy this song. Um, I like just the the kind of dancey beat mm-hmm. to it. Um, <laughs> it's interesting just because the <clears throat> lyrically it's such a you know again just kind of a paradox i guess you know the mm. the song itself is so bouncy and it makes you want to dance but then the lyrics are like kind of downers just because it's it's talking about his his bipolar disorder and just how hard it is to struggle with it and i feel like the beginning of the song to me sounds um very regimented cold sterile almost like he's receiving medical diagnoses mm. from um uh, from like doctors in a mental health institute, um, like just basically descriptions of like the hell that he's going through. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, and but yet it's set to this kind of dancey tune, like it makes you want to move. <laughs> right, it's gonna <laughs> it's pick just, it up a little bit, you know. And I never caught before what they were, what the back, the background vocals were saying, the creepy kind of overtone where it says we're recording you. I never realized that before. And I can see that as either like he, he's being recorded in the mental institution or his paranoia during a bipolar um, uh, attack or a, a panic attack. Yeah. Maybe he's paranoid that he's being recorded because I've, I've heard that, that that's interesting. Yeah. So it's that whole we're recording you bit is, is really kind of creepy. Um, but then there's the whole middle part of the song where he's talking about self-medicating. Um, I saw people interpreting 
some of the lyrics, uh, plate of quite peculiar, someone interpreted as cocaine, tablespoon of feather might have been heroin, um, give me recipes for happy, uh, he wishes he didn't need the meds that he was on, and then uh, drinking, I, this is probably my favorite lyric in the song, drinking freedom from a bottle to the tune of belong, um, is alcoholism. He's, he's equating alcohol with drinking freedom from a bottle. That's yeah. his way of coping. So, Been there. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So just, again, just, it, it blows my mind just the, the depth of their lyrics and how meaningful their songs are and how they can just, you know, just come at it with such different styles yeah you know well and I, I appreciated the shift in music yeah and uh i i guess i kind of i don't know if it fits per se but i felt like it kind of needed it in mm-hmm. the album like just something to although the subject matter is certainly not positive sure but the the it does feel more upbeat and i mean there's many songs out there that exist like that that are they sound like a positive song one comes to mind uh ingrid michaelson's be okay mm-hmm. is a, it sounds like a very poppy fun song mm-hmm. but it's like i just want to be okay yeah <laughs> and i'm not mm-hmm. well there there were a number on the uh gin blossoms album too yeah right? oh yeah 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 most of them. Yeah. That's a lot of... <laughs> Most, uh, that's true. That's a lot of Smith songs, too. So, oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. If that's an influence for him, yep. I, I could definitely see a connection there. So. Yep. Dig it. I really, I really like the feeling of the lyrics in the song and the repetitive sounds. Mm-hmm. He's um, your solar bipolar panic disorder, quite pathetic, apologetic, paramedic, your heart is prosthetic. Mm-hmm. I really liked how he did that. It almost has a, a Lin-Manuel Miranda feel to it. A little bit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, some would say Shakespearean. Oh, <laughs> yes, they would. It's going to be like that. <laughs> yep. You knew I'd get there. So what's next? Drilled a wire through my cheek. Sublime ever had a love child with Prodigy. I feel like this would be it. I that's, like it. That's what I was getting from it. Uh, because the the beginning part with them. Yeah. 
and then how it got like so hard eventually and then yeah veronica and myself we were you know put on some headphones and listen to this and Mm -hmm. and and it, it when you're not putting the two voices together through one speaker and you hear whispering just in one ear it's a it's a very different experience it is um so in an interview with uh sound sphere Justin said um, about drilled a wire through my cheek. That was me battling with myself. It's the contrast between that guy that wants to go out and do harmful things and the good guy that is able to stop himself. Mm. That was me getting sick of locking myself away in hotel rooms for three days and having these huge drug parties. I was basically at a point that I didn't want to be when I wrote that back in 2001. My name's Justin and I like to party. Also, maybe Nine Inch Nails a little bit mm-hmm. in there. Maybe a, a little less a little less hard or I, I'm not sure. Um, I, yeah. I could not tell what this song wanted to be. I didn't feel like it went hard enough. Yeah. Really? Yes. I, I think I Even really <laughs> would have liked it. Even with the screaming at the end? They needed to do more of it and earlier on. Okay. I really thought, I think I would have liked it a lot more if it was harder. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. So, listeners, Veronica likes it hard. Just remember that and uh, send us Early your letters. On. <laughs> <laughs> now accepting applications. What do you think, Sam? Yeah, this is one uh, I think we kind of touched I talked about earlier how it was like the new metal thing was kind of happening and this is definitely I think trying to lean into that or trying to make that a thing uh, on this album and um, so I mean if you heard what I said about that before obviously you know I probably wasn't a huge fan of this song but uh, I mean I agree with the sentiments about like if you're going to do it like you know you might as well just go all the way with it right Um, but uh, I think once again, like that's just who these guys are. They yeah. they don't like to really be. Uh, they don't like to be pigeonholed. They don't like to be like a certain type of band. So they just do do it the way they want to do it. And if they want to have those types of dynamics in their songs, kudos to them. I like a lot yeah. of bands that have that kind of thing. The Pixies, um, you know, Nirvana. They're pretty good at doing that. So mm-hmm. uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not really anti anything in the song except i don't really care for the so drill it yeah repetition yeah i don't this, like we, we get it yeah this <laughs> do it louder do it harder <laughs> so drill it! <laughs> this isn't this is one of my least favorite songs on the album yeah yeah that, this along with the um and what, yet, if, what if we could? The, the harder songs are probably my least favorite. And yet you really liked Germs on Running with Scissors. <laughs> so. I did. I did. That's because Nine Inch Nails is amazing. Mm-hmm. I, this is reminiscent. That's yep. all I'm saying. Mm. I will I will give them more of a listen before I judge further. <laughs> Fair um, enough. Uh, fun fact. This song was on the Saw 3 soundtrack. Oh, I get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the next song is Sound of Pulling Heaven Down. Somewhere far away from here I saw stars Stars that I could reach Yeah it was a midnight, a silent twilight. 
this is probably my favorite song on the album. Really? Mm-hmm. It's tied up there with um, Congratulations and another song that's coming up. Um, but yeah, I this song, I don't know what it is about it, but I have always loved the lyrics and mm. it is just one of the most visual songs for me personally in listening to the lyrics and I if I were an artist I have in my head a vision of a scene that if I could if I had the talent I would paint it based on the lyrics that I hear in this song mm. um, it, it's I don't know what it is um, but it, it, it just it stirs feelings within me and not a whole lot of songs do that yeah so I don't know there's just something about this song um, it, to me it's like it sounds like the ultimate love song some of the lyrics are just um, beautiful the way he he phrases them and what he wrote about this uh, he says I always saw myself in a hot air balloon with the one I loved Together we flew above the end of the world. We watched it burn till there was nothing left but each other. Well, that's a little weird. Uh, <laughs> it is a little weird, but... Like, where are you going to get your groceries? <laughs> uh, but strange. the way that they phrase it in the song, um, it, I don't know. Like, I want to show you just how fascinating kissing is when Earth collides with all the space between. Um, fill up the air balloon and ride with me. Yeah, hell is jealous of the rain. Um, make love like time and space is ending while befriending fates, alluring way of putting us to shame. I, I don't know. The, just the lyrics and the way that he puts them together. I, I In this one, it really speaks to you. Yeah. So yeah. I don't. What does everybody else feel about it? I just noticed that uh, when it speeds up, the music is very similar to Hate Me. Oh. Like, like I could, I was, I started singing those. Uh, the chorus lyrics to this song. Oh, I'll have to try that. Like, I get, what do you call that? The time signature? What? What is that? I don't know music speak. Tempo? The same tempo? Yeah, yeah. I was able to insert those lyrics in this, in the chorus of this song. Probably the same chord progression. That's, then. see, I didn't know that term. I, I so came up with two for you. That was it. Uh, must have been it. Sam. Uh, I noticed the same thing I think that you did, which is at the mm. beginning, it sounds like he's going to start singing somewhere over the rainbow. Yes, <laughs> there was that. So our mics were muted, but after he said somewhere, I did start singing yeah, over I mean, the rainbow. It, it sounds like they're <laughs> did, Come on. You, you can't frown to that. You knew that. <laughs> Seriously. The first I, time you heard this song, yeah, there's no way you didn't think of that. Yeah, that's interesting. Maybe. That's interesting because that's exactly what I thought. I'm like, are they doing a cover of Somewhere Over the Rainbow? And then I looked at the... I looked at the title and I'm like, oh no, it's not that. It's not a, it's not a knock. That's just, you know, when you start a song slowly by saying somewhere. I mean, I just, <laughs> I, I feel like they couldn't have not knowingly done that either. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't feel like that can't be intentional, but maybe. I don't know. The ghost of Judy Garland was like, don't do it. Yeah. And so he changed the words. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Toto was pissed. I, but. <laughs> the dog. band? No, the dog. <laughs> All I want to do in the middle of the evening is hold you tight. That's Rosanna. Rosanna? Yeah. Thank you. Oh, by Toto. I, I can see where <laughs> you're going with that. There she got it. Okay. There she got it. 
It's a good song. It is. It's better than this one. Anyway. So is F. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Damn. Oh, ladies okay. and gentlemen. Seriously, have I, I am have the we ever this episode? Uh, maybe that's every episode. Have I don't we know. Ever I don't torn really down listen, an album you do. like we've torn down this? So write one. in and let me know. I, here's the thing. I feel like I haven't I haven't torn it down because I I. <clears throat> First time listening to it, uh, uh, two, three days ago, something like that. I was listening to it and I was like, I don't want to be doing this, but I have to do this. Like, I have to power through. I got to get through this for Dawn. I love Dawn. I need to do this. Right. So I did. And that's what I was thinking while I was going through it. Then the second time, then I was realizing things while I was listening to it. And I was like, and that's when the kind of similar to what you said, Veronica, that that like then the next time I was like noticing more things and I still hadn't dove into like the lyrics or or the like the subject matter and the 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 heart and soul and thought that went into all of these lyrics I didn't know any of that so so then those were growing on me and I'm like you know what I don't hate these songs that I knew back in the day that I that I hated but I still knew all the words from them because they were on the radio all the time I couldn't get away from it and now doing this, I'm I'm appreciating it even more. It really is like like the the exposure is making me more on board with everything that's happening in this album. And this wasn't a bad this like it wasn't a in my opinion not a bad song. The only thing that I that I really noticed with it is how similar chord progression. Thank you, Veronica. Was was to <laughs> hate me, and I do like that song. Mm-hmm. So. Ultimately, you're wearing me down, Don. I'm starting to like this album, and it's I'm uncomfortable with it. Because, that was that was my goal because I'm very set in my ways, <laughs> and I don't like learning new things. I, so, <laughs> I I was in a similar place where you were. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I have to listen to this. Like the second time I started to go through it, I was like, I have to listen to this because this is an album that is special to my friend that mm-hmm. I care about. Yeah. And and I'm not I'm not saying that because I know that I've said some shitty things <laughs> before. I'm not saying that to make up for it. I'm, I'm I'm being completely honest, but as you as you do listen to this, and I've complimented this album as well. I mean, it's not like I've just gone through and like shit on it. I have He's never complimented Anthony Kiedis. Well, <laughs> just so you know. I mean, to be fair, he had a lot of good things to say about the Stadium Arcadium, the album. Fair, but mostly the other members of the band. Right. Chad's doing great on this track. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to be honest. <laughs> no, but no, no, I love a it. Lot of th- a lot of times when I do make a, a jab or a poke at something, it's in jest. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now listen, I, I it's do. It's for fun. I do, yeah, and I do think that, once again, I, I was going to save this for the wrap-up, but like, look, uh, this guy is like, he's pouring his heart out. Yeah. On all these songs. And it's like Lance said, I mean, um, this dude is like, uh, he's just, he's not holding back and he's willing to like basically just completely lay himself bare. And that's something that I could never even really fathom doing. So, I mean, you know, kudos to this guy for, for doing that. Cause I, I, I mean, it's pretty incredible. And obviously it's had a connection with people. This album went platinum. So, you know, I, I think obviously if an album sells that many, uh, people are 
finding ways to connect with it or find it special. So. Well, and maybe that's, and again, uh, to echo what Sam said, uh, this is probably the way, the way that we conduct these things. This is a conversation meant for the end of the episode, but maybe that's where part of the, like, I don't know what the word would be. It's not, it's not like discomfort in, in listening to the album, but it, it's something in that, in that realm for me. But learning more and knowing more, you know, you kind of had that that it, that benefit of, you know, knowing the band for longer. And, and probably when you figure out that you like a certain song and then you dive into something and then you find out more about this person almost instantly when you do that. I didn't have any of that before. Mm-hmm. And I mean, so many artists I've I've had like that in the past that just. I I found a song that I like, like fucking um, Suzanne Vega. Mm-hmm. Like I have all of her shit now. And it started with like two songs. It was Tom's Diner and Luca. And that's all that I knew. But then I found out, you know, about uh, all of the like the heart and the songwriting that, that goes into her songs and like the stories of where these songs came from. And then they mean, you know, more going into it. But ultimately, you know, that I just have to get past my own shit to do it but yeah you're wearing me down and i'm kind of mad about it (laughs) (laughs) all right we're we're almost to the end folks where are we we're um on track 12 yeah uh everlasting friend heartbeat skip relationship inside the bubble bath an icing drip below your lips so we undo the math a sudden slip between my pathetic sedatives A real life script of how mistakes became our medicine So delay the hurtful words of complicated overcast Please take the message that I'm picking up my chin at last I said my confidence, it gets stronger when you're next to me But we pray for miles away in quest for what we long to be I might crumble, I might take a fall again I might crumble, I might take a fall again I might crumble, I might take a fall again You're my everlasting friend Can I say something? Mm-hmm. Yes. I thank you, Veronica. You're welcome. Um, We're in your house. Uh, yeah, fair. Um, I don't know what it is, Dawn. Does he not give himself enough credit? In this song, his voice sounds good, and he doesn't have to double up the vocals. Mm-hmm. So, what? Why? Like, I, why? Like, why on the other <laughs> side? Is this what the previous albums sounded like? You know, because um, he, he, I like this song. Yeah, and I think it sounds good, and I think it's only later that it starts adding in the extra vocals. But the this first part that we just listened to, mm-hmm. the, um, loud and clear, we uh, it I like it. I think and I think that his his voice sounds good. It sounds clear and you don't need any of that extra maybe maybe it was just the time. And and uh, maybe I'm not remembering 2006 very well. Maybe that was just something that people were doing like um this was a note that I had 
fucking somewhere that they they he, he reminded me of of uh, Lifehouse. The band reminded me of Lifehouse, but harder and and more you know uh, more um, uh, speaking and more screaming, obviously because they and were more very, creepy whispering. Yes, yeah, but but that's what the the music reminded me of uh, overall. Mm-hmm. I obviously some of it was dancier, some of it was harder, but but some of the songs just it could have been a Lifehouse song, but um, but wasn't and and so. This kind of proves my point that that he could do it without the extra vocals, and, mm-hmm. it, and it makes me feel less, you know, uh, that discomfort from something that is like an ASMR. Because I am not one of those people that can watch those videos of, you know, people <laughs> people tap. I I it doesn't drive me crazy, but it is close, mm-hmm. you know. So. Um. Mm. Without going back and listening to some of the songs right away on on like History for Sale, uh, I couldn't tell you if he doubles up his voice on that album the way he does here. Mm. I don't know if it was an artistic choice. Or, I would assume. Or maybe it was like something whoever produced the album was like, hey, let's do this. Yeah. And thought that it would sound good. I, I have no idea. Um, and again because I'm a horrible fan and I haven't kept up with their more recent albums How I don't you? I don't know You are not a horrible fan. Now, you sound <laughs> like Justin. Now don't hate on yourself. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Oh, you wait, just, wait, you just wait, need I need to, to I need to not apologize. Don don't go on that cruise. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> um so I don't know if if he's doing the doubling on more recent albums either. But I agree with you. I you I do. love Okay. The sound of just ask. him, just his voice. And I know Because that he's not a bad singer. No, he's and not. It, and it's like he does that doubling when he's not, he's kind of singing, but he's not. And it's kind of like, you know, it's that speak, sing thing. And and it's like he has to add that extra in one way or another, whether it's whispery yep. or just like a lower register. And it's like you don't, this song proves that he doesn't need that. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, I can see that, that yeah. some of them are like over overproduced and you didn't you didn't need to go that deep with it yeah. i guess because um, because i am uh a shallow person and um all of that i you know obviously when i because i said there was a song earlier that that would have made my top three and that included like the two hits but if i was to take out one of the hits this would be in a top three so i would mm-hmm. say that this is in my top four because i don't i don't even know this song and, you know, I couldn't sing along with it or anything, but I like this song mm-hmm. because it sounds, dare I say, pretty Ooh. because of because of how kind of natural it sounds. So I would challenge you then. And this is <laughs> this would be getting um, it, it would be it probably would be a challenge because mm-hmm. I've heard some of the songs from this album. He did a solo project um and so not uh obviously it was a solo project it was not part of blue october it was called justin Furstenfeld. um the album was called songs from an open book and it was he reinterpreted blue october songs with um just him and an acoustic guitar that's what i was mm. gonna i was gonna ask and when you when you listen to them the songs especially with headphones holy crap like 
it sounds like he is right there, right next to you, singing mm. right into your ear. It is very intimate. Like you can hear every breath, every like that's cool swallow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just him. And so if you if you have any interest at all, I yeah, would suggest I'd, listening. I'd be, I'd be interested to check um, that out. A lot out. of the songs are slowed down because it is it's acoustic. acoustic. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, different interpretations of the songs, but they're very they're awesome. I think they're great. Cool. Um, I, I, so yeah, I found a YouTube video of him singing a song called "I Hope You're Happy." Mm-hmm. Okay, and it was just him and the guitar. And uh, yes, you could hear every breath he was taking. Mm. There was a lot of like, <gasps> you know, and that was fine. Uh, but it was, yeah, it did feel like real and authentic. And like, uh, I thought that was kind of endearing mm-hmm. to, to, to actually hear. Um, except for the fact that like in the song, he was kind of doing that, you know, that screaming kind of like it's, that, that new metal thing, yeah. which is like I said, a turnoff. But at the beginning of this song, if that was more of the vibe of the majority of this album, I think I probably would really like dig it more yeah. because I think it was really chill. And like you said, natural. I mean, yeah. I, I think that was just the the feeling of it. And I don't mind overproduction. I mean, in some regards, like I love bands like Nine Inch Nails and they're super fucking produced and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like it, I, I think in some regards, but but for him and his particular voice, when he's not doing like, I get stupefied, you know, when he's not doing that kind of shit, mm-hmm. I can get, I can get into it, you know, more yeah. when he's not like throwing that kind of stuff. In, mm-hmm. so. Uh, I wonder if it was like a, like a production choice that some, some producer came in and said, Oh, this is a thing. This is what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Because if this was the first album that they really started to push that. And I think this might've been the last album that they did with universal before they fucking either left universal, uni- either I, left universal or universal dropped them the second time. Honestly, what good did they do? Back to the future? Garbage. Uh, <laughs> just saying Frankenstein bullshit. They, so blue October after this formed their own independent label. Oh, that's the way to go. Yeah. So. Veronica, what do you think of this song? I, think this was one of my favorite songs on the album nice um again just like you guys said it's a really beautiful song but lyrically i don't know what he said about it but it felt like it wasn't necessarily about a romantic kind of love and i'm gonna get mushy um it made me think of you guys and all of my friends who we are 100 there for each other when we go through stuff which is fun um but yeah, We're all it pretty felt romantic like, with each other, though. <laughs> there is that. Um, it felt like a friendship love more than a romantic love. Um, mm. And one of the lyrics I really liked was, but I said my confidence, it gets stronger when you're next to me. Mm-hmm. Are you going to fucking cry, Veronica? No. <laughs> <laughs> you call me out, I'm going to do it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a sweet lyric, though. Yeah, no, no that's, nice. that's nice. Uh, I just try to keep it light because... Um, I don't want to cry. Oh, no, that's so, what I'm saying. Too many uh, emotions make me uncomfortable. Yeah, right? too much. So if you guys should, could shut the fuck up, that'd be great. Uh, be doing better if you brought me some whores. Oh. <laughs> Wait, whores are an option? <laughs> I just want a companion. Uh, are we on the last song? We are on the last song. <laughs> yes, we are. This is 18th Floor Balcony. 
I close my eyes and I smile Knowing that everything is alright To the core, so close that door Is this happening? My breath is on your hair I'm unaware that you open the blinds and let the city So my arms are open wide Your head is on my stomach And we're, we're trying so hard not to fall asleep But here we are On this 18th floor balcony We're both flying Veronica, you've got about a third of a page of notes there <laughs> uh, because I was lyric. peeping on your notes this time. <laughs> what did they say? And I would like to know what you think about this song. This was another one of my favorites in this. I love the imagery mm-hmm. in it. Like mm-hmm. I can see everything that happens in this song. Um, and the lyric is what you're saying. Um, I raised my hand as if to show you that I was yours, that I was so yours for the taking. That's when I felt the wind pick up and grabbed the rail while I was choking up the words to say, and then you kissed me. Not that, like, everything needs to be a love song, but clearly, like, he's good at at that. Like, you know, it's we've talked about this before. It's the storytelling mm-hmm. in the song, and mm-hmm. he, he paints the picture good very well. love song. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, like, his vocals... They're not doubled up. It has just the right amount of like reverb and a, just like a slight amount of echo to it. And yep. it just sounds, it's almost like you feel like you're in this apartment. Yep. You know, if I didn't know any better, I'd swear he's singing the shit to me. And I accept. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I remember this song the first time that we saw them uh, in people's in that very intimate venue. Um, and I, when he introduced it, I believe he said um, that the song was about one of the members in his band that they wrote, that like they wrote together about um, the member, the guy in his band was writing it about his then girlfriend who would eventually become his wife. Oh. So um, I think believe that was the story of course it's been like 16 years since that concert so i think that's how it went down but it's probably um, a groupy thing but go ahead (laughs) (laughs) sometimes it works out but i also when veronica i usually think of you during this song because i love you so much no because (laughs) later on we have a romantic love yes you guys gonna do it <laughs> first i'm gonna cry then we're gonna do it Late, later <laughs> no i'm horrified <laughs> uh, later on in the song there's a part with an electric violin oh. and so i always think of veronica because i know she loves the electric violin Cool. I and can play two scales. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I also remember that uh, their violinist, when he was playing, like the the violin was 
I think outlined in like a green neon tube or something like that. It was mm. really cool. So I don't know if they still do that, but um, it was just a visual that I remember from that concert that first time that I saw them. That's cool. That's uh, that's funny because when I heard this song the first time, I thought uh, I actually thought of Veronica as well for another reason. <laughs> uh, I, and and the reason I thought we should start with her one is because when I looked over, she just so happened to have a bunch of notes on it, and I knew she would because to me, when I hear this song, it sounds like a ballad from a musical. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like yeah. I totally yeah. hear like it, like some sort of like musical like thing happening uh, in this song. So uh, it totally they made should me think write of, a musical. I, well, they could, they could, but it totally made me think about you, and I thought this sounds like yeah. Like something that and, you would like. And Sam, mm-hmm. I know you're not big on love songs. Um, uh, he fucking hates love. Like love. <laughs> this dude. What a dick. <laughs> Emotions. <laughs> Why do you have those? <laughs> what are you doing? Just, but I, but, just but I was. About it. <laughs> <laughs> But I was curious what you thought of this. Caring. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Who has time for that bullshit? We're all healthy. Just make a snide comment. Just make snide comments. And then, you know, hug your friends. They'll understand. Physical touch. <laughs> this is like real life. Oh, that's great. Anyway. Just got dark. <laughs> Did you like it? Oh, did I like yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, I I did because I mean, Veronica really touched upon it because I felt like it, he he just put you there. Like I felt yeah. like I was in this room. Yeah. And I like the imagery was amazing. Mm-hmm. I I felt like I was like I was in the room. I I I felt like I was going through everything that he was. So, uh yeah, it was when, so it was cool. You brought up musicals yeah. um after hearing that, it does sound like I I I never saw the show and I never really got into it, but the, the big song from once, you know, it, it, mm. it reminds it, it feels like that to me A little bit, where, yeah. it, where it's intimate yeah. and, and all that sappy bullshit. <clears throat> but when I was listening to it, that's, I likened it to something that sounded more cinematic. So, but that kind of piggybacks off of yeah. what you were saying. Pretty so close. this was a good song. Yeah. I like the song. I told you, Don, it's not all bad. It's not all bad. I'm on your team. <laughs> it was just, yeah, I, I had to grapple with my own emotions moving into this album. And I feel like now we can kind of break it down and have a little therapy session now that we're done with all the tracks. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I, I think that I was not, I was not, I'm not, emo- I wasn't emotionally prepared for this album. Mm. And that's I told probably, you it was going to get dark. Yeah, and that's yeah. probably why I was not, uh, I, I, I just don't think I was ready for it. But. Well, and I feel like a lot of us, uh, I, I guess I can't speak for everybody, but a lot of the music that I listen to and go to regularly, obviously there's always going to be song, every song is about something and every song is about some sort of like life experience. But I think for the most part, Unless I'm in a certain kind of mood, I don't really go to the heavier stuff. So that's why, like, I mean, fucking last time we listened to Running with Scissors. So this is a, like, you know, it's a it's a big departure from that. A little bit. So so yeah, when I, and when I start, if you dive in in something like this, because it it you know every time we do this, 
we give a we give an album like Stadium Arcadium or Running with Scissors or this. It's an assignment. You know, you need to sit down and listen to it. And I wasn't the first time in that headspace. And then the next time, like I'm slightly more in that headspace because I know what I'm about to listen to. Mm-hmm. And the more that you dive in and it just goes to I'm repeating myself now. But now that we're here, like talking about it and you're giving insight to it and insight that I didn't know, it makes more sense and, and checks out further for me. So then I can appreciate it even more, mm-hmm. which again, we say it every fucking week. But that's why we do it. You know, yeah, so and that was so, that yeah. was my hope was yeah. that you know if you guys hadn't heard it before or heard mm-hmm. any of the songs or if you had heard the songs and hated them at one <laughs> the problem, at one time. The problem is, is that it just fucking kept coming and they wouldn't <laughs> stop playing it. And I'm like, I told you guys, I hate this fucking song. Why does this radio station keep playing it? So what I was hoping was that um, in listening to some of the other songs on the album, that mm-hmm. you know, regardless of of the the singles that that you couldn't stand. I was hoping yeah. that maybe you would hear some of the other songs and appreciate, Absolutely. um, you know, appreciate them as a band or, or whatever, you know, just, um, to see if anyone experienced what I experienced, but you know, probably not because you didn't have the introduction to them that well, I did. So everyone, you know, there's, there's so many different elements to that because right. when you get into an album, like I can be, I can get very emotionally invested in music and in movies. Like, cause that's the kind of person that I am. Mm-hmm. If there's, if there is a molecule in my body that can identify with a character or lyrics from a song, I don't have a choice. Like I do that. I can't, I can't really separate the two. It's, it, I don't know. That's the way, that's the way that I've always been. So I have that in me, but part of that is kind of dependent upon where I'm at in life when I listen to it. So I feel like if I would have actually, if I would have had a dawn in my life back in 2006 or, you know, whenever you heard this and, and a younger version of myself, I probably would have been more susceptible to, to like this earlier because you know aside from the the uh, incessant beating over my head of the singles that was on the radio <laughs> you, you know what i mean because yeah. you're at a different time in your life and i went i've gone through things not so extreme but things that i could relate to a lot of these lyrics mm-hmm. and and having been through those things yeah i can uh, I don't know. I'm. I know I'm all over the place when I talk because that's how my brain works. But, but, but yeah. I, I. I feel like it's all dependent upon where you're at in life when you listen to it. Yep. So now being, you know, uh, fucking fifteen years or whatever after the fact when this album came out, it, it's a different me listening to these lyrics. But I feel like had I actually given it a shot back then, I would probably be more emotionally invested in this in this band and these songs. Because they are, and hear me out here, not bad. <laughs> that's that's big for me. Awesome. This is a this is a big step, Don. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so that, yeah. I, like I said earlier, I was just hoping to introduce something that I loved no, to my friends. I appreciate and, that. And I well, and I appreciate you guys giving it a a good listen 
couple listens. And um, even if you didn't care for it in the end, that's okay. Because that's, you know, we all have different opinions about the music that we like. And that's totally fine. Uh, we all fucking wore blue today. So that's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, did you see the bottom of your socks, Sam? Yeah. Nice. They're blue. I know. I got blue on my socks. Uh, I'm not wearing socks. So Yeah, but you did get yeah, blue. I, I noticed. <laughs> so thank you for going on this journey. Thank you I for uh, forcing us to. <laughs> <laughs> thanks oh, for uh, putting us on this emotional roller coaster and letting yeah. us go for a ride. Thank, thanks for making Veronica almost cry. Uh, are there Several times. <laughs> So in the past uh, few albums, we've been giving them uh, <coughs> rankings. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have to keep uh, doing that. It's a thing now. Well, we don't have to. No, we have to. Okay. It's a demand. All right, then. The public has demanded it. All right. Uh, Dawn, hmm? how would you rank this album? Do you want me to go first? We can, or? Let, we can let her go last. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Don, fuck off for a minute. <laughs> uh, Sam. <laughs> well, I didn't necessarily want to start. Uh, no. Um. So, well, you know, I I actually want to start this off by saying very quickly, does everyone know that there is a documentary about this band? Yes. No. I I meant to. Because we we didn't talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah. And I want to. And I. I, New or old? It's from 2020. Uh, They released it during the pandemic. Very old. And Justin did. Justin did some press around the time and was talking about it like in conjunction with the pandemic anyway. And um, it's called Get Back Up. And it's kind of about his, uh, all his struggles and his kind of like, you know, emergence from, from, from that and getting clean and sober. And, and uh, I assume we'll probably tie in some of the band stuff too, but I saw, it looks like it's about an hour and 45 minutes. Anyway, wow. I thought it'd be interesting to watch sometime. Uh, mm-hmm. and if we all wanted to do that together, that'd be fun. That'd be cool. Um, I have heard that it is more about him. Than um, the band. Than the band. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's not, there's some Blue October music woven, woven throughout the yeah. documentary. Well, but how, how couldn't there be, right? Yeah. I mean, but, yeah. but it is really mostly about Justin yeah. and uh, about his, his well, struggles. Weebles wobble, but they won't fall down. That's what and, I've heard. And uh, I'm wondering, do you separate the two? Like, do you, do you prefer the band as the band all together, or do you just really like, him over the band or I have not experienced his solo work enough to really have an opinion. Um, I think as it stands right now, I, I like him with the band. I like them as an entire, as a whole unit. Yeah. Okay. It's an interesting question though, because Mm -hmm. it's something I was kind of contemplating while I was like researching this band and, and like getting into, you know, learning about him and his, his, his stuff. Uh, because I feel like he's so he's one of those members of the band that's so like prominent right. as far as like from the songwriting and where a lot of the music is coming from and how other people are connecting to it. You know, mm-hmm. it's his lyrical content and his journey. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, I guess that's kind of interesting. But at the same time, it's like, you know, the what we're hearing sonically and, and everything musically that's happening is still. You know, you've got to have those contributions. And his brother's the drummer, so right. everybody knows drummers are pretty cool. That's true. <laughs> and it was interesting. I believe his when they asked him to be a drummer, yeah, uh, way back in the very beginning, he had not had any drumming experience oh. at all. 
Interesting. So, yeah. So you're saying there's a chance. Mm-hmm. We all have a chance to be. Well, you already have a head start. Drummer. Um, Damn it. Well, I, so I'll just, I'll, I'll go ahead and do mine because you threw it to me and then I started talking about the documentary. I think we should watch sure. it. Sure. But anyway, uh, yes, uh, Blue October Foiled. I, I feel like I've said a lot of the things already, but uh, eclectic style on this album. Um, kudos to Justin for like just uh, not holding anything back being who he is, being authentic, throwing it all out there, even though some of those, you know, weird voiceover things on, uh, yeah. on some of the songs, I yeah, didn't like that. Or he talked about it. It's in the past. Um, <laughs> I, I think that, uh, I'm, I'm glad that I heard this album. I didn't even know who this band was mm. until you told me about them. So I did not hear these songs before. I don't remember anything interesting about hearing them. Yeah. But I'm pretty old, man. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> 2006 i don't know what the hell i was doing um coke but i yeah <laughs> but i was not listening to the radio apparently and yeah. hearing blue october songs yeah. so so i don't and if i heard them i didn't know it was them so um uh but anyway i once again you know i'm glad that we we did it and we got to hear it i um there were a few songs that i thought were really good and and um were pretty strong overall is it an album that i i really felt a connection to no um but i appreciated it mm-hmm. um i would give it i have to be honest i probably bought a two and a half out of five mm-hmm. okay yeah. mm-hmm. it's pretty much right in the middle for me pretty average so i before we started recording i probably would have given it about a three because there are a few songs that I didn't connect to at all and I didn't really enjoy and I would have skipped if I had the option, which I didn't because we're listening to the whole album. Um, but as we were going through each one, I recognized how much I was affected by the songs that I did like. <laughs> and so taking that into consideration, I'm going to bump it up to a four. Because those ones I would listen to again and have the feels. And I don't. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> so, so you like this as much as, uh, let's see, what else did you give it for? I did gave you everything give a four. A four. Oh, <laughs> no, you gave uh, Inner Visions a three. Oh, and sorry. I think you, that, I mean, that's okay. She you hates to apologize that to me. Uh, but what did you give? Uh, what you? Oh, you gave four and a half to. I'm remembering four and a half to Stadium Arcadium. How did you? Did I really? Work? Did yeah. we rate Stadium Arcadium? Yeah, we did. I think that was the first one we rated. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right? It was. Don't keep track of my ratings. I, I don't. I know everybody. Yeah, they I follow are kind of creepy, Sam. I, <laughs> <laughs> I know everything about matter. your ratings. Saying. Uh, I appreciate what you said. Because I was going to say the same thing, and I'm going to say it right now. Prior to recording, I would have given it a lower rating. Mm. Um, Maybe, I think I might have landed kind of where Sam landed, like mid twos, like 2.5, 2.6, because I'm all about the points. Uh, But now, I... I maybe low low mid threes. Uh, let's three point three three three. That there we go. I like 3. that number. Three point three three. Yeah, and that's not like 
you know, if I if I really hate something, I'll let you know because I did before. Uh, but it's not. Yeah, it I I appreciate it more now knowing the stories that you told. So that's uh, that's saying something. So, you You know, after we watch this, if we watch this documentary together after we watch it, we're probably all going to be like. Five. <laughs> it's the best, right? It's just it just takes just it takes time, and the, you know this album isn't uh, especially based on the 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 radio play and whatnot. It's not something that I would have sought out to listen to, yeah, because it, it was certainly not my style. I mean, fucking, you know what I was listening to in 2006. I bought Stadium Arcadium, and I listened to that all fucking year. This is nothing like that. No. And so it's just, it's different, but the more that you kind of get exposed to this type of music, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting how, like, you can kind of ad- adapt to understanding it mm-hmm. maybe and understanding the 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 sound and you just kind of become more accepting mm-hmm. of it and then combine that with understanding who he is and his lyrics you know it's it's a whole other level deeper yeah you probably wouldn't have gathered any of that um just by listening to those two singles right, that came out on the radio right. and admittedly going into this I, I didn't have the time to put into diving into like the text that's online or any or the YouTube mm-hmm. videos. I, I specifically <laughs> I right so <laughs> right so I just I specifically just listened to the to the album a few times. Yeah. So this yeah. is a band I I think that has more of a story behind it, and so that's why I'm interested in seeing the documentary. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not like they're I don't know the Beatles or the Rolling Stones bands that have been documented a lot. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so um, I'm, I, I am interested to learn more, uh, to learn more about them. You know, it's not all that unsimilar to how I feel about a, a lot of going back to musicals, just a lot of musicals mm-hmm. because not knowing the story and you hear these songs for the first time, I'm just like, I don't get it. But then when you find out the story, if you actually watch the show, it has a much deeper meaning to you and and then you can kind of relive that stuff when you when you listen to it and you can have a connection with characters and i mean he's the character in this album Mm -hmm. so and i mean he has a pretty fucking deep and interesting story yeah yeah so and um from what i hear it it's uh as it should on the documentary it's talked about and really um uh you really get the details about yeah. what what he's gone through, and it's pretty traumatic from what I hear. So, yeah, he said that the director wouldn't let him like try to dress himself up at all. Like he was like, "If you're gonna let me do this, we're gonna see warts and all. It's gonna mm-hmm. be like we're gonna get you know mm-hmm. all the dark, all the dark shit." So yeah, uh, so it's intriguing. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, we'll let you <laughs> finish this up and give us your rating because we just yeah. keep, we just keep uh, talking. So. Um, so this is one of my favorite albums of all time. Um, if I'm in the right mood, I can listen to it all the way through, um, and not skip songs. That being said, there are a couple that I mostly skip all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but even the ones that I do skip, I, I can appreciate and 
I, I like them for what they are. Mm -hmm. So I would probably give this 4.8 out mm. of 5. High praise. Yeah. That's how strongly <laughs> I feel about it. Do you have a five in there? Some do you have an album that's an absolute five? Or are you just really hard to please? Um probably the latter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what did you give Stadium Arcadium? Weren't you pretty close to a five on that one? You were like four and a half, maybe. Did I really? You were pretty high on it. Maybe I'm just really nice. Maybe all we were of you all are really, really high. high. All of you are pretty hot well. Yeah. Maybe, but uh, you maybe, but um, all of it. <laughs> maybe all of, all of you gave it a pretty high score, except yeah, I think so. But uh, yeah. from what I remember, you really liked that one, though. It's weird. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Don. Thank this, you. This was a lot yes. of fun. Yeah, it's also like our longest episode. This guy, yeah, I, we, I we really, we really fleshed this out. If you made it to the end of this, you clearly like this band. <laughs> Or, or you, us. Or you love the shit out of us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.